Mic check. I've had visions of doom. Fit thankful. In the streets of Manhattan, hope the rain comes soon. What dirty does, got soil and green inside the beef wrapping trap. Shooting the jungle up to Sinclair, gotta eat fast. Something sinister let us hear. Worse than your dinner, clearly conflict is riddles here. How does murder world bypass all the ocean violations? Dark Phoenix gets scot free with total annihilation. We are live. Yay! I forgot the noises I was supposed to make. (laughs) (laughs) And thank you, Imp, for playing us in again. Adventures of Doom. So welcome back, guys, to Afro Movie Review, the podcast. This we are is, back. This, yes, yes, the voice you're hearing is Mo, uh, Afro Movie Reviewer, Chocolate Shit Podcaster. And I am Keeks, your favorite trans podcaster, they them pronouns, I forgot my lines. Uh, but we back <laughs> in this thing. We back, it's season two, episode 17. Because we can yeah. count. Yeah, because we actually have the count right. I think I had it wrong last time. This is episode 17. The movie is Goosebumps. The year is 2015. Keeks. Let's do a rock scissors. Let's go. Okay. You got to say it this time. Cause it- okay. Because <laughs> when you say it, I don't know what you're going on. Let's see. Okay. <laughs> okay, you ready? Yeah. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Okay, you won with scissors, cut, and paper. So start off the history reel. Cut it. Cut it. Eight. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No copyright. <laughs> no copywriting. That was just a reference of a song that we did poorly. Yes, yes. So we're starting off the year 2015, April 29th. The World Health Organization declares that rubella has been completely eradicated from the Americas. <laughs> And how we do that vaccination. Hey, there might have been some herd humanity herd what's it called? Herd Im- immunity where like m- most people were vaccinated and some people weren't, but it was enough people vaccinated to eradicate, which means y'all can't compare that to here and now. <laughs> and make no mistake, there are other countries that still have like rubella. This is just America's, so North and South America. I wonder if um and central. And central. Yeah. I wonder if, if you go to those countries and there's a rubella outbreak out there, if you would still get the itchy scratchies. Probably. Because I figure you can probably still bring it back. And you get fucked up, right? We don't want that. No, we don't have no needs. I'm sorry if you can hear this opening because I'm trying to check on these suckers that I got from California. I was about to say, what you eating and not sharing? (laughs) (laughs) It's these candy suckers, but I've had them for a little while. Like the cafe latte ones. I want to open one, and that thing is completely just like a melted mass. Oh my god, them suckers are so good, and they're so good, and also so expensive. So I should have eaten them faster, I guess, is what Seas Candy is telling me. Anyways, that's not the point. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to apologize for any background noise because I was definitely trying to get my little fat ass sucker. Um, okay, so okay, so what, what was that? The end of your first fact? Yeah, back yeah, okay. to kids. Vaccinate, you. vaccinate yourself because niggas are walking around inoculated and not vaccinating their babies. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going to start with... I, okay, I'm going to start dark then. I don't know. Okay. Um, October 7th, President Barack Obama apologizes to Doctors Without Borders and to the president of Doctors Without Borders and the president of Afghanistan for bombing a hospital in a city, in a city called um, Kunduz, 
It's K-U-N-D-U-Z. I'm not sure of the pronunciation. Um, the reason he apologized is because on October 3rd, 2015, there was a U.S. airstrike that he approved because he was the current president of the United States, which means he was the leader of the free nation and he was also the leader of the armed forces, right? And he, sir, he issued an airstrike that destroyed a trauma hospital in the city of Kunduz and it killed 42 people, injured 30, and 33 people are still reported missing. Um, the details of this are really kind of fucked up and tragic how people, survivors of it, talked about how it was to have gone through that. Um, but the reason that I think Barack Obama came out and apologized is because that was the only facility treating major trauma injuries in all of northeastern Afghanistan. So regardless of if you're going after the enemy or whatever, that, that's still a hospital that was treating thousands it had treated thousands of people since it's open in 2011 so there were probably innocent civilians in there there was not it wasn't all the bad guys you know and th those people lost their lives too so he apologized on october 7th and he announced a condolence payment in the amount of are you ready six thousand dollars to the families of people who were killed in that airstrike per person so per person, but what about the people who were injured? What about the people who were reported missing? missing. And what the fact happened? that you just said that my life or the family, my family member's life is worth $6,000. And that's, that was it. That's how I took it. So fight me. Bitch. Because, you know, I had been excited to vote. We talked about it. I had been excited to vote about for, vote for Barack Obama. I can't remember for sure if that was like the first presidential election I got to vote in, but I feel like maybe it was. It was and definitely one of my first, and everybody was like, "Vote Obama because he's black." Because he's black. We didn't know <laughs> nothing he was running for. I'm going. I'm not going to lie. I didn't know anything he was running for. I just knew we had had enough white presidents, and I could stand to see a black one. So I was excited to have done it, and it wasn't even during his presidency that I came to realize some of the things that he had done that made him just like any other president. But yeah, in hindsight, a president and a good person, unfortunately. They are mutually exclusive. Yeah. I do believe they are. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah. How was that? That's my first fact. Good. So dark. Um, <laughs> it was my bad. <laughs> but I'm ending light, I think. Well, my second one's low-key light. Uh, June 30th, Cuba becomes the first country in the world to eradicate mother-to-child transmission of HIV and syphilis. Ooh, lit. Turn up, Cuba. They like, say they're working. <laughs> that is amazing. We had a lot of amazing, like, medical accomplishments in 2015. Thank oh, you, Henrietta Lacks. But oh, word. Word. Henrietta Lacks for her donation. Forced contribution to... Okay. Science. Yeah. Quotation, quotations. It was taken from her. Yeah. Um, look at the red Alex if y'all don't know who she is, because she definitely deserves to be shouted out like regularly. regularly. Book. It is amazing. You should really read it. What's the book? The Life of Henrietta Lacks. I the covers in my mind. But oh, it's like an orange cover. Usually. <laughs> Keith is usually it makes sure we have the right. Geeks, I'm so sad because this butterscotch seeds candy one is also very it's, soft. Look, that butterscotch flavor is everything. It's so good. But butterscotches are typically soft, so maybe I can deal with it because of that. But, like, dang it. 
it's the immortal life of Henrietta Lacks. Okay, and that's an accurate and wonderful title. I like that. Yeah, it was like written that. by like a white woman who like went and asked the family and was like, "Hey, what was she like?" So it's kind of like a um, a research thing. So I mean, oh. I liked it. You know what? I can't even be mad that it was a white woman who did that because I was talking to somebody recently who didn't know that um, like Spellman is named after a white woman. Sometimes it takes white people to to open their mouth and stick their big ass foot in the door for us to be ushered in to get our concerns heard so that they can be met. Um, because not all of the HBCUs started from black folks. A lot, some of them did, and the ones that did and are like, you know, word up. But I do believe Spellman is named after a white woman. Wow, I didn't even know that. I don't know why I thought that was a black woman. Let me see. Let me make sure. Let me usually. It. it is a private university, though, so. It is. It's named after Miss Laura Spellman Rockefeller. Rockefeller. Them who were longtime activists in the anti-slavery movement. Wait, hold on. Let me see. The Rockefeller family of the I was going to say, because she kind of looked bland. Oh, but the next thing is, why is Spellman named after a white woman? So I'm assuming she white. She just, <laughs> white people back in the day, looked like they had a little more color to them. <laughs> Learn something new every day. Look. <clears throat> Anyways. Okay, so I'm going to copy you and go June, um, June 30th, because I also have a fact from that day. Hey. Yes. So June 30th, Misty Copeland becomes the first African-American principal dancer of the American Ballet Theater in their entire 75 year history. Misty Copeland is every black girl's ballerina. Like, you got me fucked up. Like, I love her so much. This is literally how my notes have it described a bad bitch superstar ballet prodigy. And I hope she wouldn't take offense to me calling her a bad bitch, but like, that's exactly what the fuck she is. The reason why she's so awesome is because, and the, why she called, they're calling her a prodigy is because she didn't start practicing ballet until the age of 13. She was. Yeah, that's late. That's late. Like usually, isn't isn't ballet kind of like what they want with the gymnasts, where they want to try to get you early enough before like your body uh, starts to change? Yeah, I didn't want to, yeah, but like before, yeah, yeah. no ballet, no people should talk yeah. about it because people, you know, the whole argument would be like, oh yeah, you shouldn't give trans kids like hormone blockers or you shouldn't give them, mm. like, but like nobody talks about how like ballet changes your body. Nobody talks yeah, about changes how, your like, body. It literally changes the way you sit, stand, and everything. Like this is, but that's mm. acceptable. So yeah. Mm. Or how some of those things that quote unquote make you a woman, this sport that thrives on keeping you in little girl state, like body production, yes. all of that. It wants you to stay in little girlish. Because not even ballet, but gym, gymnasts, you know. Mm, mm, it could be talked about. I'm about to say, because they typically, what, small breasts and no slender figures. and I don't want them to be very shapely. Their shape, most of their shape comes in the form of muscles in their upper body and calves and thighs. But as far as like the type of fat that comes with uh, distribution post puberty, mm-hmm. they don't want that. They exactly. Don't want that. So, it, <clears throat> so, the fact that Misty Copeland came in 13 years old, I don't know her life and I don't know her body, but she was 13. 
um, is fucking amazing. In 2015, she's done so many things. She really has been everywhere since her time. Um, she, ha- I don't know how a lot of people came into Misty Copeland, but she was with Prince in a performance that he did. And I was like, that's a black ballerina. And that after that, I was like, who the fuck is that? Um, in 2015, she was named one of the 100 most influential people in the world. And they featured her on the cover of said magazine because they recognize a bad bitch when they see one. I love Misty Copeland. And do. Like, <laughs> oh. You know what I found out? She's married to uh, Tay Dick's cousin. How did that happen? You know what? Oh, I don't even know. <laughs> he's a lawyer. Like, he's a, he's a you, you know, he's a bad motherfucker on his own. Long, she long said, if I'm going to marry, you got to be on my level. Get on my level. And she found her one. So cool, you know, Misty. On point. (laughs) What's your third fact? My third fact is May 20th, five major banks, JP Morgan, Barclays, Citigroup, uh, Royal Bank of Scotland, and UBS, not the charge cord, but were (laughs) You were so funny. Is it UBS? No, it's USB. Is it really? Oh my god! Okay, it's USB. I'm all nigga. What? No, not you had me question it. That is too funny. Ah, they were fined five point seven billion for manipulating Ooh. currency markets. Wait, with- all of them together were charged five point seven million? Yeah, I can't remember what the percentage of. I, it wasn't like an even split. Like no, like one oh, of okay. them had like much more than the other ones, and I was just like, all so together. you're telling me, money. <laughs> look. Okay. But this is further affirmed that money is not real. It's not. So maybe we should stop trying to make it a thing. The bank all took it out of the out of the customers' accounts. They're all shut up. <laughs> but what they would do is that they'll have like uh, they will coordinate really large multi million dollar currency exchange orders for their clients on when they're going to execute their orders, and at the same time they buy and sell large orders of the same amounts of currency. So by the end of the Closing day, it drove the price either up or down. Like oh, right before. Mm-hmm. 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 So yeah, let's stop trying to make money a thing. I was gonna say I don't know how that would affect my broke ass, but I feel like it do. So fuck them. <laughs> I just feel like I just feel like maybe you shouldn't be if money. Maybe I don't know. I can't word it right now because I'm upset. But <laughs> let's barter. No money. <laughs> let's barter. No money. I just feel like you guys can manipulate this fake thing called money. Then why can't I just be like, no, this isn't real and just stop using it? Like, why can't we as a consensus That's do this? First, also be like, oh, I'm not participating in the money hustle. <laughs> well, I get that. I get that. If you had some money, would you buy a, play- a Playboy magazine? I would definitely buy a Playgirl. And a boy. Hey, because they have Playgirl. They do. Well, that's my, my third fact is about Playboy. They, they need a, a duel. Like, what what happened? What about the bisexuals? What about the bisexuals? And the pansexuals. I got to sit here and pay more money just because I like both sexes. Yes. That's Greedy. Biphobic. Panphobic. <laughs> Capitalism is biphobic as fuck. <laughs> um, December 11th, Playboy magazine issued its last. No, yeah, they published their last nude issue where it was fully nude and Pamela Anderson was on the cover. I thought that this was an interesting fact because I was like, what? (laughs) So Playboy, of course, 
founded in 1953. It was, they said it played a very important role in the sexual revolution of the 60s and 70s, which I probably believe that it did. Like it was a whole bunch of like bush and titties, like that, you know, different varying, varying varieties. I don't know how else to say it because my mind got stuck, but like varieties of bush and titty. I mean, like, that's it. Like, does she have a whole lot of bush or no bush? Whole lot of titty or no titty? Like, that was it. There was like much. that one body type, though, right? There was kind of, they had, it might have been a, a quote unquote voluptuous because they were more, they were, ha- were softer, but there was never really, I don't remember ever seeing a plump person. But also, this bitch been around since 1953. It could be all kinds of shit in Playboy that I ain't never seen. <laughs> So I don't know. Maybe they had a plush episode. If there's a if there's a chunky episode of Playboy, please send it my way. God, love my thick. Uh, I would love it. Um, but they decided so in October of 2015, they announced that the magazine was no longer going to feature full frontal nudity, and that they were going to start that with the March 2016 episode. I mean, issue. Um, and so they re- redesigned Playboy. Playboy still has a Playmate of the Month, but it's now rated PG-13, which I thought was er, That's very weird. I, I literally put, bro, what as the note for that? Because what? Because why is my think, question. Especially think, if they were like this whole like sexual revolution thing. Like, why would you? I think it's because they know that teenagers are looking and have always looked at their magazines. Right. Okay, but teenagers always look at porn too. Like what? And maybe, but you know what? Maybe taking away the full nudity, they knew they were going to lose some audience, and it, making it PG thirteen makes it so that kids can now buy it, and it makes up for some of the revenue that may have been lost. I don't know for sure that that's the reason, but I'm just thinking because, like, if you've known Playboy since the fifties to be full full frontal or full nudity, because it wasn't always frontal, but like nudity, and I can't all I can't say no I. Was Playboy having people bent over like popping asshole for the camera? I don't know. So I'm going to assume it was a bunch of frontal stuff like belly buttons, nipples, and vagina slits and varying pictures and poses of that. If they're taking that away and that's what it's known for, you have to give it something. Mind you, I looked up and like Playboy has has had from the time of its conception has always included... um, short like clips of writings from people like you could submit writing so like shell silverstein had something featured in playboy so right like great so that was cool but so whatever that was their last nude issue pam anderson was on the cover because she had appeared in playboy 14 times and of those 14 times 13 times she was on the cover so she went out with a bang and they said our most favorite and most popular one is the one that we're going to end with and that's my last fact Wow. Yeah. So that was the history reel. That was the history. You know what's next? It's the plug. The plug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And who's our plug for today, Mo? The plug for today's episode is Coco Rose. Sass, class, and cascades of cleavage come together deliciously to form this four foot 11 charming package. Irreverent and sensual, she's the unicorn of burlesque. This femme fatale is also a dual city producer. As an award-winning and print published traveling showgirl, Coco Rose has graced many stages across the U.S. When not on the road, Coco Rose is the producer of Glitter Goddess Productions, where she strives to bring diversity and accessibility to burlesque. 
She's the mistress of sass and class. She's here to sway and you're here to pay. I love her plug. She wrote it. That's what we need y'all to do. Right. Coco Rose's plug is so cute. You can find Coco Rose on her website. It's glitter dash goddess dash productions with an S slash. I'm sorry, dot square dot site slash. I don't know if the slash has to be there for sure because I just copied it. This is also going to be on the Instagram. Um, her post, all of this is going to be in there included. Her Instagram page where she will be tagged is at the Coco Rose. It's T-H-E-C-O-C-O-R-O-S-E, but we're pronouncing it Rose because, you know, put the stank on it. And on Facebook, if you uh, put in Glitter Goddess Production, she's going to come up. But if you juju that shit, she's also going to come up. Um, if you are local and wanted to be able to attend a show and see the magic that is a burlesque show when Coco Rosé is on the stage, the next show is All the Fixins. It's a BIPOC improv show that's going to be held at Sabbath Brewery on August the 28th at 1900 for the civilians. That's 7 o'clock PM. I'm going to have um, the link for that show up there as well because you have a couple of days before that show pops off so you can go ahead and support I will also make sure that her cash app is in there because if you can't come, but you want to send some dollars to make sure that you can get a twirl of a tassel in your direction from home, that'll be there <laughs> as well. So <laughs> Keeks, who you plug? I mean, you know, what's your plug? <laughs> so for you musicians out there, go ahead and tag five followers on the post for your favorite AMR video on IG. Also actors and influencers, y'all on XM. Uh, go ahead and send us a 15 to 25 second clip of original audio or create an original video of you reenacting your favorite line or why? scenes from a movie because we did this <laughs> allergic. Big time. So... Time. I just want to do it because we haven't done it in a while. We have not. <laughs> I, I don't know. When, maybe we need a new stick every season. Okay. I don't know. I don't Shut know. Up. We'll maybe bring it back. Shut up. <laughs> but yeah, we'll permanently <laughs> feature you on AMR IG with active networking links. Fuck with us because hashtag we are the plug. Hashtag we are the plug. Yes. Let's get into the review. Again, the movie of this episode is Goosebumps. The year 2015, dude. I still need to find. I need to find the video of that black girl with the pigtails, those fucking glasses behind behind the fucking keyboard. Just like she's not really playing, but it's the fucking goosebumps music, and she's just doing these creepy movements. It's so funny. I feel like I feel like I maybe is she wearing pink? I don't know. I don't know. I can't even see it's it's funny because I'm like what I mostly see is her face in the glasses and the oh picture. Oh my god, I see her. I found the oh, ah! it to me because I'm putting it on the page. Boom, 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 goosebumps. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, okay, Keeks, what's the movie synopsis? The movie the synopsis mo- is a teenager teams up with the daughter of young adult horror Arthur R. L. Stein after the writer imaginary demons are set free in the town of Madison, Delaware. Okay. Um, accurate. Accurate. I think, I think that's accurate. Um, okay, so I have I think four actors. I have four. Bet. Let's get into it. Who's your first? My first is, of course, Jack the Black. Jack the Black. Let's get into Jack Black. So... American actor, comedian, musician, and songwriter. I mean, he's cool, but can we talk about his mama? 
let's talk about his mom. I fucking love you because let's talk about his mom. He's the son of Judith Love Cohen, American space engineer, bad bitch. A whole satellite engineer, like okay, mastermind Uh in NASA. Like you have her to thank for all of the okay rocket landings and all that shit. Like hashtag women in STEM. Yes. (laughs) But yeah, she is uh, responsible or partially responsible for a, uh, she created something called the abort guidance system, which was that whole Apollo 13, the movie with uh, Tom Hanks and Houston, Houston, we got a problem. An oxygen tank exploded on, on the aircraft or whatever. And the whole mission done, they had to come back home. They weren't able to, um, steer themselves or whatever and they had to use her specific system as a lifeboat to make them you know to get them back to earth safely the cool thing about that though is that the system had this was years before when she perfected it right mm-hmm. but before it was fixed and like up and working and they could put it into any type of spaceship when it wasn't working they were just struggling with it and she was very big and pregnant and was like listen i'm actually going into labor i think so she takes a printout from this old facsimile type printout where the paper like goes and folds back and forth and makes its own cute little stack for you but you have to the accordion style paper that had that like that fucking ring, that paper that you had to take the perforated edges off of both sides. She printed it off on that shit and took her pregnant laboring ass to the hospital and solved the equation the day she gave birth to a child. And who was that child? Mr. Jack Black. Jack motherfucking Black. So Jack Black, Apollo 13, uh, Houston, we got a problem. All that, all that. (laughs) <laughs> Judith Love Cohen <laughs> but also yeah he's he cool too Thomas Jacob Black his name ain't Jack that man's name is Thomas Jacob Black yeah mm. his breakout role was high fidelity or what he considers his breakout role in 2000 I mean y'all know him Nacho Libre, School of Rock, Kung Fu Panda Shark Tale, Ice Age cause man works a man works um, one thing that I thought that was very interesting about Jack Black is that he had struggled with with like his education. And when he went to high school, his parents decided to enroll him in something called the Poseidon School, which is a private secondary school designed for students struggling in the traditional school system. I thought that was amazing because, yeah, we know it's financial and being able to afford to do that. But also them having the parenting care and wherewithal to be like, there's something going on with my son. He's not doing well here. And to put him in a place where he could succeed. I I thought that was awesome. So that, but make it national and public. Put it everywhere. Put it everywhere. Literally don't have, like, I don't care if the schools are attached to each other. Make one for every school that you have. There needs to be an alternative for people who just learn differently. Do it. Yeah. Make sure we all succeed. Um. As far as Jack Black being a singer, he's the lead singer and guitarist for a comedy rock um, slash hard rock band called Tenacious D, which is featured in um, School of Rock. Tenacious ah. D. Yeah, that's his band. So he um, is, and he's the lead singer and guitarist along with a man named Kyle Gass, two S's. Uh, so should we be fans? Yeah, I mean, I know him. I know him, and for his perseverance, I think Jack Black is, he's, 
I was going to say he's incomparable, but I kind of feel like he does compare to um, what you call it. Oh, well, it's fucked up because I can't think of his name, so I guess he doesn't compare. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is his name? The one who was supposed to play Shrek. Oh, no. Like Mike Myers plays Shrek, so. Yeah, but Michael Myers replaced Chris Farley. Chris Farley had was was a bigger guy, like stature wise, being loud, being like a rep, like ah, that kind of thing. But it seems like Jack Black is not struggling with drugs the way that Chris Farley was. It did say that he struggled with cocaine around the age of 14, but it there has been no mention of it since whatever that transition of that time, whatever stress he was trying to avoid, he got that shit worked out. So for his perseverance, I like Jack Black. I like him. Yeah. Um, who's your number two? Dylan Minette. Minette. I don't know. I'm saying it real Just American. Friends. Dylan Minette. <laughs> Zach Cooper. Zach, <laughs> aka Zach. aka Thirteen Reasons Why. Yes, I was like, okay. He was Clay, he was Clay in Thirteen Reasons Why. Acting musician, singer. Yeah. Now, when I musician singer, I said, uh, in your spare time or what? But it turns out he actually has a band. <laughs> what you talking about? I just was like, 13 reasons. What you talking about? You could play an instrument or are you like, but no, he actually, he's a rhythmic guitarist. I don't know if that means that he's like stroking, he's like stroking the, plucking the uh, chords rhythmically or if he's actually strumming the mitchell's. I Does he like play a, an instrument? Good, I feel like it's a guitar because you know, like they have ba- bass and they have like electric. I feel like that's like the style I'm of guitar. Saying, I don't know. It's maybe it's a style of guitar, but I was really like side eyeing. But then um, I looked into it, and he put his band is called the Wallow, or it's called Wallows. Maybe not the Wallows. It's just as Wallows. W a l o w s, like wallowing sadness. And they performed at a summer meltdown. It was a concert for autism awareness in 2010. And they also won a Battle of a Bands concert in 2010 that was sponsored by 98.7 FM for wherever the fuck city. Middleamerica.com. They was also in Coachella 2022. Look at them opening up in Coachella. So let me stop. But you know what? Was that also the strength of him being 13 Reasons or was that because he could play that instrument? (laughs) I don't know. I haven't seen 13 Reasons, so I don't... Oh, bless. It's the thing about suicide. I was like, I'm not going to watch this shit. How how blessed are you to have never seen that shit? Because number one, (laughs) it's based off of a book, right? And everybody who had read the book before before Netflix took over and made it a series was like, please don't do it graphically because they knew it was a suicide story. They did it graphically. And they did it graphically. They, They were concerned with how much they exposed on camera right that was one too late for that shit now i just feel too late now mm. it's there um they felt like they could have done and shown and depicted without doing showing and depicting right and then the other side of that was the book ends one no part two that bitch died she was mad all y'all to blame goodbye right that's the end they made a whole season two and then decided they was gonna be step up like pump up the volume on being reckless and like having shock and awe and i don't know if it was the absolute last episode but there's a there's an episode in season two that is out of fucking pocket the scene lasts far too long 
I don't know if that if that was actually a child who played the role, but the fact that the parents were okay with this child playing the role, of course they probably have psychiatrists and all kinds of stuff. If you know what I'm talking about in season two, that bathroom scene is too fucking much. So and wait, did, did she not die? Not that bitch dead in the first. Not like that, but the one who the whole thing is about, Miss Thirteen Reasons, dead in the first season. So why? Who? So I don't get. Okay, people want to know. I, every time I see the cover, it's always I feel like it's always him. Unfortunately, him and her, either either him, him and some girl. Him. And I was like, and you're like, what's up? So the thirteen reasons why so did it continue it, from his perspective? Like it kind of continues from the rest of the school. But being honest, it's like <sighs> it was a it was a creative decision. And the people at Netflix, because like I said, there was no more book. So they had to sit there, right. So they had to, it was a wrong decision because they had to create a story that wasn't there and then they went too fucking far. Mm. Really? That doesn't make me want to see it. Honestly, you could do without it. You could live your whole life and not see that movie. Read, I haven't read the book. Maybe I'll read the book and then be upset with the people who were like, what the fuck, but. I'll read the book. Yeah. Should we be fans of dealing with 13 reasons? Yeah, I don't. I, I kept calling his ass 13 reasons the whole fucking <laughs> And then I would be like, no, Clay. And then I'd be like, bro, his name is Zach in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I'm um, say we, there's still more to see of him. How old is he? Like 25? 25. I literally yeah. put, give him time to fuck up or make something of himself. He's 25. Like, I don't know, you know, sure, kid, maybe you'll be awesome. Maybe you'll be the worst fuck up of your time. You're 25. Hopefully you got time. Maybe you'll be awesome. Maybe you'll be Justin Bieber. You know what I mean? (laughs) By the time Justin made 25, we were like, damn. What happened to the little baby, baby, baby ass nigga? That nigga was over there saying, another nigga dead. Like, what the fuck? Came out. Oh, my God. Go away, Bieber. Canada, take him back. Take him back. Oh my God. I'm pretty sure Canada got hoods that would want to claim him. Take him back. You know what? What if Canada gave up Justin Bieber and we traded out somebody that we don't even know that we are missing? I I feel like Canada should take back a lot of people though. Like, go ahead, Drake. Go ahead, Jim Carrey. <laughs> just I just that fool said Drake. I, Get out, Drake. <laughs> go buy Aubrey. You know what? We are off top. I just, you know what? We hella are. My bad. My bad. You would have thought we was a whole other podcast. Okay, so we don't know if we're fans of him because he's 25. Because he's 25, but who you have? And we're going to give him the opportunity. Uh, My third person is Odea Rush, who played Hannah. Yes, she was pretty. The uh... she is beautiful. She's a beautiful young lady. Her name is um Odea Rushin. She goes by Odea Rush professionally. She's an Israeli actress and model. Yeah, she started acting. I'm on the wrong page. I'm sitting here trying to look up 13 reasons. She was a model model as a child and an adolescent, and her first film role was a Disney film, The Odd Life of Timothy Green, in 2012. Okay, so 2012, I probably wasn't watching much Disney Disney anyway, but is that was that a straight to straight to Disney Channel film? I don't know. We just said Disney film, and I'm just like. 
how old? It can't be a Disney. Maybe she was born 1997, so she's. They like, all 25. Yes. <gasps> I think maybe it's the dis- difference between Disney movie and Disney because that got to be Disney Channel. I've never even heard of that that one. A Disney Channel original movie. That's it. It got to be. Um, her family moved to the United States from Israel when she was nine years old so that her dad could take up a job as a security consultant in Alabama. I'm sorry. Alabama? The she money had to be good. I'm just, there was no other states that would offer you more money. It had to have been big money. And big money to come from Alab- from Israel, Israel to Alabama. I don't know what the what the currency looks like as far as uh trans- the exchange and everything, Alabama. but like, baby, you couldn't pay me to go back to Alabama. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm so like, sorry. The minute we up and moved I asked to Georgia, I was like You were so good. I'm so good. So I just, I said, okay. So she started off at a private school so that she could learn English because she only spoke Israeli. And then um, they ended up moving to Jersey and she went to a public school. Um, She was discovered as a model here in the United States. And she's worked for a couple of fashion brands, Ralph Lauren, Gap, Tommy Hilfiger, H&M, which has to be newer because like you said, very beautiful young lady. the one thing that I saw that was kind of interesting is that she plays a character by the name of Macy in a comedy drama called Cha-Cha Real Smooth. Mm. And I said, like the Cha-Cha slide. So I'm going to hashtag DJ Casper because I know that man needs his things. <laughs> I know he don't know it's a movie called Cha-Cha Real Smooth. And if they feature it in, if if he does know it's in there, it's because they asked him if they could play his, his song, song. So based in the movie. But with so. Well, no, she's not white, but like you don't know the she's she's uh she's a spicy white. She's a spicy white. She's a spicy white. So yeah, yes. Um, but yeah, she don't know none about no cha cha slide being spicy and don't white. baby. She barely and being a spicy white at twenty five, she definitely don't. You definitely don't. You ain't got enough. Okay. You ain't got enough black friends to have gone to a function to have heard it played. <laughs> not mo- not no. I'm sorry. It was Birmingham, Alabama. I mean, that black folks in Birmingham. Let me not. But, like, baby. Okay, Birmingham. No. No. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Should we be friend, fans? We got to wait until she fuck up. So We got to wait and see. Are you good um, or are you Miley Cyrus? Like, what are we doing? Another good-ass example. Are you good or are you uh, Lizzie McGuire, who sometimes you have to side-eye and check and put in place? Lizzie McGuire? Really? Man, Hillary the Duff be acting up. No, I don't you know. Don't remember I don't when know. She, you don't remember when she wore the uh like the Native American headdress as a it was a costume for Halloween and then like her no. husband was like, like that shit was dumb. Girl dumb. In in the culture and in the climate of girl, we're not doing that. We're not wearing people's um cultural garb as Halloween costumes been in that time. She shouldn't have done it. And then she posted it. If you was gonna do it, do it privately, bitch, and just hope nobody take a picture. Just just for everybody to see. For everyone to see. Um who is your fourth? I have Amy Ryan. Who? The the mama. The his mama. Oh, okay, okay. She Thirteen Reasons. Thirteen Reasons Mom. She was familiar in the face. And her name is what? Amy Ryan? Amy Ryan. I don't know. She, okay. Because she was on, she did like a little, she does a lot of uh, TV shows. So she was like on The Office and things like that. But She is from The Office. Thank you so much. That's <laughs> one that Michael falls in love with and she actually loves him. But they work together. 
Yes. Yes, thank you for that. I didn't know who the fuck. I was like, why do I know her face? I would have, had I remembered that that was her, I would have done the research, but that's not even my fourth person. I mean, she's all right. I don't really have a lot for her anyway. Like, she was um, actress of stage and screen. She made her film debut in Roberta, 1999. And she did a lot of movies, Keanu, Baby Gone Baby, Green Zone, Lost Girls. And I'm just like- She did a movie called Keanu? Yeah. Keanu Reeves, my bad. Oh, I was gonna say it's a movie called Keanu, like Keanu, about Keanu Reeves. I'm on board. What is this about? Hey, trademark your name, Keanu. No, I just now I thought it was gonna be like Keanu, something, something leaked, bro. Keanu, got you, got you. Okay. Would I be a fan? I don't know. I I'm a fan in that role as the as the woman that Michael likes. That's the only thing I know her from, and now I guess that she was annoying in this one. She was. She was. Yeah. Sure. Mm. Mm. Um, well, my fourth person is Ryan Lee. He played Champ. Champion! I like Champion. him. <laughs> his name is Champion. Um, American actor both best known for his no- role as Warren in the show Trophy Wife, which I'm not, I don't know. Um, and he played the role as Carrie in the film Super 8 from 2011. I know the film, but I haven't watched it. I think we should probably add it because I think it's might be a thriller or something, or it's like a something. Um, he also was a little video thotty. I don't know when this was. But he, <laughs> and he had a, a cameo appearance in Titanium by David Guetta. Oh. Ten Man. Also 25. Do you know the song? Mm, or you just know David I know the song, I think so. Titanium. Too bad we can't play it. Look. Um, but for him to also be 25, he's been working since 2007. Well, 13 Reasons have too. Oh, really? Yeah, so let's not discredit. I'm going to stop calling that boy 13 Reasons. No, no, no. He ain't never, I think, I don't think he's ever going to shake that role. And what's funny is that this movie was before 13 Reasons, but. It is what it is. It's it's 2015, and 13 Reasons was at least. Right? Okay. Well, I'm going to your ass ain't seen it. Hold on. Let's see 13 Reasons, yeah. 13 Reasons came out 2017. Oh, okay. So this is two years. And it has four seasons. Yeah, I didn't do that. How y'all make it to four seasons? I do not know. Fuck no. And then the second question that comes up, the people ask, why did they ban 13 Reasons? And then the second one is, why is 13 Reasons canceled? That gives you all you need to know. Mm. Are we a fan of Champ, though? Uh, Twenty-five. Give him a chance to fuck up. Yeah, he's still young. Yeah, they're babies. Um, The director is Rob Letterman, American film director and screenwriter who was born in Hawaii but doesn't look Native Hawaiian. I don't know how I feel about that. It's been a thing. His parents were all, mm, we live here. I don't know if his parents are native Hawaiian. Maybe they were born. I don't know. Question. <laughs> he made his directorial debut as co-director of the movie Shark Tale in 2004. Yeah. Um, yeah. He did also Monsters vs. Aliens, Gulliver's Travels, and Detective Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Yes, which for the Asian anime 
world to have trusted a white American man with that movie, he grossed $433 million for them. And I don't know if it's off of the talent or if it's because those people who like anime was going to show up and show out for a live action Pikachu. Because they already had that built-in fan base, but it's just, I would not have trusted you. They already have it. You got me fucked. Oh. what so he has credits on lake placid um which is i love that movie as a good bad movie um mostly because it's not realistic why would a fucking out al- like crocodile or alligator whatever it is that size being a fucking lake bruh it doesn't leak it's not a river it doesn't lead to anywhere this is just a lake where's it gonna go like you know Hilarious. but he cusses and it was the first time I think it's the only time I've seen Betty White cuss so I didn't watch Hot in Cleveland so I, I this is the only time so he's on that show as the color and lighting supervisor on the digital domain side um, he also was the executive producer of Captain Underpants the first epic movie which came out in 2017 so after this film and after um, a couple of the other films that he did so do we like him? Professionally, he hits. Personally, it just said he was a partner and a daddy. If he good to them, then I guess. I want to see Detective Pokemon Pikachu. Pokemon Detective Pikachu, because that'll really decide if I like him or not. It but. will. It will. And it'll. And I'll be judging the fuck out of it. So. Ass fuck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, the production company for this movie was Columbia Pictures, Sony Pictures, and Sony Animation. I'm so excited to hear this budget because there were certain scenes and I was just like, you had to have a big budget to be doing all of this. Big money. So the, okay. So I saw varying ranges. Like there was two numbers that I saw and I put that like range of, but it could have been an either or, or maybe it would, I don't know, but I saw 58 million, which is a lot of money. But then I saw $84 million. That's a whole so 30 something different. That's 30 something million dollars difference. What the fuck? Or like 25, whatever the fuck. That's wild, right? But then revenue, they pulled $158 million. And if you only spent $58 million, then cool. But if you spent, you spent 84, 84 million, I'm going to go by the high end. You probably spent 84 million uh, along with some of the production work that they, yeah, no, I feel like they spent that 84 million and they or, literally who barely broke even. Okay, Was it worth it? You made one and a half, almost two, not like that's so many millions of dollars, but it was going to be necessary for the money to be put into budget for CGI and things like that. Because how do you make R.L. Stein's characters come to life, to and life. Become, you know, so had to do it. Right. What were the um, competing movies for the year? So I feel like their money went to the competing movies, honestly. So we have... <laughs> No offense to it, but like I mean, we had some big hitters. We had Sicario for the adults. So I don't, I'm not familiar. Apparently, it was a big hitter back in the day. So Sicario and Mad Max Fury Road for the adults, and you know that was the remake Mad Max. Um, uh huh. So, with Charlize Theron. So even for like the adults, that's like, oh yeah, I don't have kids, but maybe I want to see this or. But for the actual like kids, kids, you have Minions and Inside Out. As two okay. other options. Hitters. And for the teenagers who are like, oh, I don't know if I'm old enough or if this is going to be scary or anything. You had Ant-Man. Ant-Man was nice because I think it was PG-13, but it was um, 
a Marvel comic, and Ant Man has. I don't know why they gave him a comic before they did another Storm before they did. Um, Racism. <clears throat> my bad. Something caught in my throat. Give Storm a better, uh, not better, just give her the story she deserves. No, you said it right the first time. I don't want to shade Halle Berry like that because Halle Berry. But Halle Berry is not dark enough to be Storm. Let's be real. She's not dark. She was never dark enough to be Storm. She was just a black woman that they liked at the time. When was that? Like 99? They said, we love Halle Berry in 1999. Halle Berry, please do this role. Kiki Lane is who I would think of now or one of the daughters from. What's that superhero, the black superhero film? Black Lightning. Yes, one of the daughters from there. Like, I just not feel like the McLean you guys. Sister. <laughs> not, the McLean sister. Oh, not, the, not little Christian McLean, Jesus. Nah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the McLean sister. So, not that one. She the most. But, like, but the older sister, yeah. Sierra? And she's dark, she's a little darker, so maybe she because to me it really it really does make a difference in the complexion and casting. There needs to be a dark woman who she was a queen of Africa, not that light people can't come from, but she was depicted as a dark woman. I yes. need that. That she was a lot uh, African American too, so she was like half and half. What? Half, African, half African American nigga, she was black. She was black, yeah. She was black. But the other side of it is like, I've seen pictures where people have compared the drawn comics to pictures of Tiana Taylor. And I honestly wouldn't hate that. She's just too small, I think. I think Tiana Taylor's too short. Is Tiana Taylor not light? Too light for you? I feel like She's, she light is light, but as far as like the body, the build, the the physical ability maybe i don't know i think it's just that picture and that one drawing people were like and i could see the similarities and i started to see it for her but now tiana taylor's a bad bitch I bad bitch i love yeah. that motherfucker too she's strong <laughs> but yeah so competing movies for the time yeah okay well then what do your lenses look like yeah can review my lenses are my legless flame, legless frameless, uh, blue sit on my bridge of my nose that are have the little silver metal hanging down with the silver metal Afro pick hanging from the outside of the chain. What is yours? Have the monocle with the little skull, the laughing skull in the frame with the little pocket watch because a nigga's obsessed with time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, obsessed with time being a concept. <laughs> Look, because why is it here? If I ask a frog what time it is, you know what it's going to say? Ribbit. Okay. <laughs> but you know what? They know when the sun is up and they know when the sun is down. So they got something to hide them. You were so silly. <laughs> All right, well, let's get into the review. What are your categories? Um, so my categories are, I have side eye, ha, like it was like a dry funny, so like one ha. I have sus, because it was kind of suspect. I have parentheses, racist, in parentheses. (laughs) (laughs) Racist. Um, girl, what? I have ha ha ha, because it was actually funny. Um, I have a whole category for champs comedic delivery. Crime count and oh, it's lit, which is the that was the category for when things were appropriately scary or when they would be marked as like, oh, you know, yeah. What are your cat? 
So I have racism. I'm not gonna whisper it. That shit was racist. <laughs> they did it with their chest. <laughs> Say it with your chest. I know it's right. I have boo brick. I'm throwing a brick because I don't know if you knew, but like they threw tomatoes because they thought they were poisonous. Now I'm, I'm actually soaking my water. Brick. <laughs> I have boo, boo brick boo. <laughs> Okay. Ah, okay. okay. I have I N D E P E N D E N T. Can you give this child some, please? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, because that's not for real. And I know exactly what you talk about. <laughs> Jesus. Yes. I have Is You Okay? And Is You Okay? I have uh, This is a movie for white people. I oh have, my god! I have no, funny, ableist, and LOL. No. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's hilarious. All right, well, let's get into it. So we open up the money shot. That's what they budget. That's what they budget first. Baby, that bird's eye. They was all over. They gave us so many views from up top. We. They said we want you to know that we're traveling. We are and on the way. Green. We are moving and it is green. I said, oh, okay. Um, but then when they park or whatever, or like they get there, they talk and they and then he's like asking her about why she couldn't live or like why they couldn't live and her find a job other places. And he starts naming places that are war zones. Yeah, Guantanamo Bay. He said something else, and he was like, I think he said like Korea or something. And then he said North Detroit. Korea and Detroit, and I'm like, bitch, how are any are the, how are these correlated? To... I was so that was my first. There, that was it. Tick, that was it. But then I realized um, that they were talking about moving from New York to where they're going to, and he's like Madison, Delaware, huh? I was like Madison, Delaware. I ain't never heard of this place. I've, I've never heard of it. If life. Madison, Delaware is a new place, y'all need to hate on uh, this movie because they made y'all seem like the driest of dry towns until the countryest of. Ooh, they said that going on. Y'all ain't y'all should fight them. So he's very like about it. And then they pull up to this house and I was like, is it overgrown? Is it just dark? Like it was um the kudzu was alive and well. Very much so. Because kudzu is gonna do what kudzu do. It do it. It's an aggressive attacking uh parasitic plant, so that's what it do. <laughs> and then you have the quirky younger sister aunt combo, which I always think is an interesting uh, character trait to give this the younger sister because it seems like it's a revolving thing too. Not in this one, but like you know, this movie is for white people because y'all, you even if I got fa- family coming over, they call, they text. The way she busted in and startled them, she did. And then like she came in immediately and was talking mess. Like she came in, ugly baby, and I'm like, yes, criticizing the nephew, criticizing the sister. She just came in, just being like hypercritical and like talking and doing the most, and then she pulls out this ugly ass bedazzled hat that says New York. Like, bitch, you in Madison, Delaware. So I think so. She was presenting it to Dylan and them because they were leaving. So that made me feel like it was the city because it was a baseball cap, like not a fitted, but like a, a New York City like baseball cap, like a Yankees cap. Not mm-hmm. that I, not that people who live in like upstate New York wouldn't also wear that hat, but it made me feel like they were moving from New York City to 
this country, like rural. Um, and that was part of the, the hat. She wants this bedazzled hat. That shit's ugly as fuck. But she's from Madison, Delaware, and she doesn't know, like that type of thing. So. And the way they forced him to not only put it on, but keep it on, like. Man, he is a teenager. Give him autonomy. Can he leave? He like, don't want to wear it. It's a, he took it off. He said, mm, I put it on and put it immediately. Oh, he didn't want it. Here you go. Oh, oh, oh. But yeah, whatever. So he goes outside. He's like, I'm about to avoid the fuck out of this and dips and said he'd rather be moving stuff into the house than sit and talk with them, look at the, or be looked at in this ugly hat. And then we catch yeah. Peep and Tom ask Hannah. That girl was like, like, What you doing? All up in the window, she said, Your head ugly. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's how kids be. That's how you make you friends. Ugly? Ugly? <laughs> it was. She came out immediately, also talking shit. And he gets nervous because he just sees a pretty girl in the He's window. Like, girl. And. Like, and it could have been any girl. He probably would have been nervous because he sees a girl and he's in that ugly ass hat. <laughs> but, and he's a teenager, so. And he's a teenager, so hormones popping. But then she, like, as soon as she away. came in, she came out. Okay, shuffles away from the window, and now you got some grown man head in the window threatening you. And I said, um, that's weird. But also, he said stay away, and I, I don't know, just the whole little head peeking out you scared me like that was that. weird i don't do that why are you talking like that so my next note is single mom left to deal with paranormal um activity alert yep and i realized that we the family picture of the father and the son and then mm-hmm. everybody tried to play it off as like oh no we're okay we're okay and the sister asked um, well, are you okay? And she was like, yeah, it's been a difficult time of transition. And I was like, okay, so dad's not around. They did move by themselves. I was, he's not there, obviously. Um, and we don't yet know the reason why, but I was like, damn, here comes this theme again. Why is it always a single mom dealing with this bullshit? I just want to see a, a monster face off with like a grown adult. With a, Man, a, a, adult, a grown with, male adult. I think there's, what's that Tom uh, Cruise movie? I don't know. It might be, it might actually be Brad Pitt, one of them white men. But he's, a, I think he's a single dad dealing with some like post apocalyptic, but it's not scary in the way of paranormal. It's, I guess it is scary paranormal because it's extraterrestrial, ter- but like, it's not like spooky. You can deal with this. This, anytime they put a man as a single parent or a man in a situation where he has to deal with the family and it's more than he can control, it's because the circumstances are more than he can control, not be because it's startling him or scary. Like they always put the woman in a situation where she has all of her same resources and things are just fucking terrifying. Like fuck that. Flip, flip the roles. I want to see that. Yeah. I'm getting tired of this trope. No lie. It is. If we keep, if we have it in our entire season, if all of the spooky, scary season for this one is that we notice that I'm, I'm going to talk so much mess. Definitely. Do better. Huh. Um, but so then we noticed that 13 Reasons is upstairs in the room looking at the picture of his dad. And he's kind of he's not like emotional. I don't I don't know that he was crying, but mom notices the door is closed or whatever and goes to check on him and he immediately like sucks that shit up, puts his stuff away, and he's like, Nope, just found some pictures. I was an ugly baby. And it's just like this child is actively dealing with grief and 
it doesn't seem to be being acknowledged. And the fact that you moved him away from everything familiar, it's a lot. Did you know? Okay, I'm going to ask that later. Okay. Um, the I felt like mom was going to be an annoyance after that point because I felt like she wasn't paying attention to him in a way that she could understand what he was going through, and that bothered me. Yep. That's so, exactly what it is. Because we get to the new school, and it turns out she's the vice principal of his fucking school. And she pulls up, puts that car in park, turns off the ignition, and immediately goes to try to walk out the door with him. Like, ma'am, this not- is my first day of school. Could you please not walk into the school with me? And you're the vice principal, so you're already going to be looked at in, like, whatever. Oh. And... It's high school. I don't need a chaperone. Let me get there on my own. So bad for students like that who have like their parent at their school. Like as as an employee at the school that they attend. Yeah, I had one in my high school. Yeah, couldn't do shit. Couldn't do nothing. Can't ditch. Can't do nothing. And And especially high school. That's the time. You need that. Let me be able to do and make these decisions on my own. Because as soon as I graduate, you're going to start expecting me to make these decisions on my own. Wild, wild time. But we get into the school and there is an assembly going on. I don't know if the assembly was for the purpose of introducing the new assistant principal. But the black man is a principal and he is being disrespected like the fuck. And that's not a norm. It's not high school that I've been to. Like if the principal say shut the fuck up, they guess what you're doing. Shut the fuck up. Because you know what they can do? Suspend you, expel you, keep you from your extracurricular activities, keep you from dances, keep you from all of your clubs, all your participation out the window. So that scene, and he just was like, ah, 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 like screaming at them. Be quiet. Who threw that? Who did that? But that was racist. Again, racist. But we we uh get to know Chump. I'm sorry, Champ. I know you don't <laughs> Champ. Okay, so at first I was trying to figure out how Champ knew that that was a a new kid. Like, how did he know Thirteen Reasons was new? It's a small town. Number one. Uh, so when you don't see somebody there. familiar, you're automatically like, "Oh, you're a what new up, new person, right?" The other side is I figured out, but like some of my notes might be a little bit weird because I was like, "Uh, for just for a little bit," until I caught on to the fact that this is 13 Reasons' first day. It's not Champ's first day. It's not the rest of the school's first day. They're moving in of an active school year. Yeah, the dance is this Friday, so they've so been the here dance. at least two, three days. So literally, I was like, "Who is this kid, Chump?" I mean, who is this kid? Dang, you, you got me. <laughs> who is this kid champ? And what dance is he talking about? And why would there be a dance on the first day of school? Then I was like, why does champ have business cards on the first day of school? But I still, because champ had a business card. This movie is for white people. Who the fuck? I, I thought I, it was really cool. I said, that man is, he said, call me, beat me if you want to reach me. And I get that, but the my, my adult mind is just like, oh, what if one of these kids discard your card in the wrong place, and then somebody just knows all of your information. And now they'll pop up at your house, at your locker, all kind of stuff, because you have all your information on there. And we do know that white people like to pop up at houses based off of the advice of kids, because imitation (laughs) of white... So that man, his their whole address, and he and showed he like, up. <laughs> he remembered it. Like so weird, so champ. You right? Maybe he did not need that business card. 
she mentions twerking and in her little speech, and I'm just like, girl, one, racist, because she was like, oh, I know there's a dance this Friday. Don't want to see any twerking. Then she goes on to be like, I don't even know what twerking is. Then why did you mention it? And if you do a pan of this goddamn auditorium, this is a bunch of white Rickles kids in 2015. Uh, this is, okay, this is before TikTok, so they were not twerking. And maybe they were, but I definitely have a note about that later. And I, <laughs> they weren't twerking. So why did you mention it? Madam. Ready coming in as a not fun assistant principal. <laughs> I don't want to talk to you. Um, but then they go home from school or whatever. School gets uh, let out and the neighborhood, the neighbor girl startles him again, literally climbing through a broken part of fence. She just keep peeping. I don't know she what's up with her. Like, well, that's, creepy McCreeperson. That's weird. So, And but, he asked her, like, where have you, like, I didn't see you today. And she's like, oh, were you looking for me? And he's like, yeah, bro, you the one person in town that I know. <laughs> and <laughs> her ass is homeschooled. And then he's like, oh, okay, you know, anything fun around here? And he just <laughs> follows her into the fucking woods. He did. But before you he have did. just, this is two, three days that you have been here. You already followed her. In the long. Um, one of the things that he said, he called himself out for following her into the woods. He called the himself self-awareness. We love yes, a self-aware king. We do. We do. Because <laughs> he said something about um, her startling him and she was just like uh whatever like and she was like he was like no like what's up with that so he likes to call himself out call other people out and then when they get into the woods she's all wait here and he's like looking around like what the fuck and he starts cussing himself out i thought it was a good writing and directorial decision to keep it because why did you follow her into the woods you don't know her at all you don't know how to get home it's the middle of it's dusk like sun had been setting by the time they get to their destination it's dark the tree and even if it's not dark the trees are so tall in this madison delaware uh environment (laughs) that you cannot see the sky it's dark and all of a sudden big power on i thought it was a tree house at first no lie and i was like no it's a fair I why, said, is okay, there? why is the circus there? Why does the circus have lights? Why does she know where the power box is? <laughs> like, why does it continue to have power connected to the circus? Like, there's Why so is the city of Madison, Delaware paying for power to go to this place that she says they started it and then they decided, eh, not going to do it. And the power is still going there? It's still operational? What's going on? City council? Questions. I have questions. Yo. My road is not fixed. But the, the circus that ain't nobody going to still got power. Yo, 10% taxes going. <laughs> That's it. Taxes going up every year and you wondering why. Because they need to keep the lights on at this non-working circus. Now, so, my first funny was, she was like, oh, if why did you move here? He was like, you know what? My mom was like, if I can move anywhere in the world, where would I go? Madison, Delaware. I was like, that is funny. You're a funny little sarcastic kid. And she immediately was like, why are you so sarcastic? Which I thought was interesting because I don't know what grade they're in. Um, 10th, 11th, I want to say. But they have the wherewithal to be like, bro, why are you deflecting? I'm just asking a question. That, so. So I thought that was interesting. They was up there with that view and he was like, all right. And this is when we figure out that his dad has passed away. And he says it's been about a year. And I had a note that says, okay, so dad dad is not a deadbeat. He's dead. 
my bad. Um, because I really was upset at the single mom dealing with, but he's not, maybe if, it seems like everybody loved dad. It didn't seem like they were in bad places or whatever. So I think that had dad been alive, he would have been there to deal with the supernatural along with mom, you know? So I- I, I mean, they wouldn't have moved if he was still alive. So. That's right. He wouldn't have even, they wouldn't have even been in the position. They would have been right there in New York dealing with regular unnatural shit that comes <laughs> in life. So, you know, um, but they are up there in that view. They have that connection. He's vulnerable for a second and lets her know something very intimate about himself. And then he goes back to like, how are we going to get down? And she's like, you don't get down. So now the sarcasm is on her end. Duh, you don't, bro. We stay here forever. What you thought? And they get back and they, they make a plan Tuesday, Thursdays. He like, when I'm taking out the trash, you can come meet me. <laughs> I take a cash out. And my mind immediately was like, well, it was dark when they left. Like getting dark, dark, whatever, when they left. Like I said about the whole like setup for them going to the circus and getting there and time wise. I don't know how long it took for them to walk, but I was like, where is her dad? Her dad's not looking for her. And immediately, boom. He was like, <laughs> You keep on hanging around, bad things gonna happen. And, and then like, damn, we threaten out. children now. Okay, and the threat, he big threat, finger. Like that one finger poke, that point, that nip, that was a threat. He meant it. He meant it. So then he goes, I said, okay, I'm annoyed immediately because I don't know what's popping off in Madison, Delaware. I don't know. The houses looked older to me, which to me, old masonry is gonna equate to some good quality work. Why could he hear that argument so loudly from next door? That argument between Jack Black and Hannah? Yeah. Yeah, it was so loud. He heard They must her. have been yelling. They were yelling, but the it was loud. And then this scream. I said, now why the hell does she scream like that? Because it was high-pitched and it was and he goes running. I He ran over to the house first. I just feel like maybe you should have ran to your mom first or to an adult first but did he then grab anything because hmm? what you that said did he grab anything when he ran not at all he just instantly ran with yourself so what you gonna do and jack black was like gaslight you ain't see nothing you ain't hear nothing you better leave my Get fucking away. house nigga. right so then he runs back home and yeah. decides to finally tell his mom about whatever he sees not finally because it's not like it was too much time in between but he tells his mom about what he sees but and you can see why she didn't why he didn't go to her first because she was like oh hannah needs help you found a girl bitch well, initially help. initially when he came to her from jump she's like taking out her headphones and this motherfucker asked do you want quinoa for dinner i she's said completely bitch, checked out from what her just, who the fuck is only eating quinoa <laughs> <laughs> This is a movie for Madam, this is what? That's like when people, I, oh my God. Like when white people say, oh, I had mac and cheese for dinner. Bitch, and what By else? Yourself? That is not a full meal. <laughs> what is wrong with y'all? Starch and cheese? This bitch said quinoa. You, what? Quinoa and what, ma'am? Mom, I am at least hungry. two more things. You need you a need, green and you am, need protein. I am a high school boy. I am growing and hungry. Can I have something to eat? <laughs> I said she about to be annoying. 
she is very annoying. Her checked outness, her, and I get it. She's going through grief too, but it's like her grief is so consuming of her that she's not noticing what's going on with her son. I didn't even consider the fact. I didn't thank you for that because maybe she is absent-minded and thinking quinoa is a full meal because her husband would have cooked the protein. (laughs) (laughs) He was the griller in the family. He said, "You know, babe, we ought to have." A little bit of meat and some vegetables in this meal. She's like, oh no, quinoa's fine, babe. Ah. Dang, may he rest. <laughs> but he grabs her cell phone that she was just listening to and just had her her headpiece was connected to the cell phone. He grabs it, snatch it, take the earpiece out, and or maybe she was on the laptop. Um, but like he grabs her cell phone and calls the cops. Yes. So the cops. They were supposed to be comedic relief, but they were very much not funny. Womp, womp, womp. I'm throwing a brick. Yeah, whole thumbs down. That was bad. Literally, the cops came immediately ready to book like they were trigger happy. The, excuse me, the the woman officer, the she was in training. And the yeah. fact that there was no correction to her training and only like, oh, you're doing a great job. No, no, no. You don't have to apologize. No, 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 no. Incorrect as fuck. He immediately was like, no, that's wrong. (laughs) He corrected Uh, the fuck out of her and was like, sorry, she's in training. The thing is, is that I felt like that was very indicative of what the police have now. They have people who come out trigger happy, don't know what the fuck they're doing. Some senior person with them like, oh, sorry, I'm here though. Don't worry about it because I'm here. And they're just fucking up. Literally the word audiophile had her ready to shoot. She put her hand yes. on her gun. The fact audiophile. that I, I was like they they were very annoying, but I did put gaslighting children as an adult's favorite basket pastime. So. It is because as soon as he he tried to run past them in the house, right? He was in the house and Jack Black was showing them around and showing them what, you know, he was excusing away the things that they had heard, right? Or that that 13 reasons had heard because nobody else heard anything, just 13 reasons. But so, the fact that they immediately believed this adult over this child. They did. And then when they heard a scream, they were like, he was like, oh, it's from my movie. So he was just writing off everything. And when they get outside, they're like, you know, it's illegal to falsely do whatever, whatever. They start threatening him with things that are true. It's illegal to to, um, file a police report. report. And there was no crime committed. But then they turn around and not after barely doing their fucking jobs, turn around and say they're recommending treatment. Because drugs and they did she did the female police officer was like i could tell you something for you if you like before that and i was just like what Happy. he wanted to shoot or harm somebody she came into the force to be able to use force mm-hmm. on people that was it there was no reason for her to have been so gung-ho with that none at all so and that i mean it wasn't funny it wasn't it wasn't so then champ comes walking up in his suit and i said why is champ here again every time champ popped up i was like not every time but in the beginning i was like what is going on there's continuity but then he and calls champ over and champ's like what up though and he lied to champ and said we going to the party but we not before that she left to go chaperone the party and left in the hands of her sister the quirky younger sister what teenage boy you know wants to spend the night but dazzling doesn't and she definitely was I doing just, 
to keep her eye on him. But then when he was like, listen, I got to do this homework and I need to do it on my own. Your bedazzles are in my eye, bitch. Like, I just did not like the way these adults treated him. I didn't like the adult interactions at all. The writing or surrounding of the adults was inappropriate. Either you were threatening to them or yeah like all of the adult interactions with the kids was very like <clears throat> shitty but maybe that was because it was to give the kids in the movie like the authority and the like they knew more maybe it was purposeful mm, okay that's a perspective i'm gonna keep that in mm-hmm. mind um so champ once he figures out why they're there champ said what the fuck this is not i what like I how champ before. did not leave that nigga was just down low-key he was forced he to was do it but... down but he was also like bro this ain't what i signed up for you see me in my good clothes i, I got on a suit a girl you said there was girls here <laughs> you said it was girls around and then they keep and then like he keeps climbing the fence and he you know and i said well why do they keep climbing the fence are you not able to go around and yeah that wasn't Champ was like, well, how are we going to get in there? Why are we climbing the fence? He's like, oh, I called in another false police report to get him to go down there because I said they have additional questions. And they get in, they get over the fence to try to get in the house. To go through the va- the basement. And to go like, into this house. And he picked the lock. Oh, where did you learn this from? New York? YouTube. Right. Which again is not necessarily racist, but it's one of those like you think you know about places like, oh, New York is teaching like, you know, the baddest place. You learn bad stuff. So um, full on breaking and entering we have here. Full like, on being you are um, trash. Camp said he's like, stay out here, be you know, you know, look, keep track, you know, just keep it. And he was like, Bro, I'm telling you, if I sense danger, I will leave I'm you. Leaving. I laugh so hard. That because was Camp so was funny. not playing. And he, he, he was so scared he came in. That was funny to me. That nigga and said, what was funny, what was funny is you. that he said, I'm right by it. He said, what are you doing? He said, Zacharias. That shit had me. <laughs> gave him a whole new day. That shit was hilarious. <laughs> it's scary up there, bro. I'm up there here with you. And then he starts walking over and he's like, these are bear traps. There is a reason that this house is boogie trapped like this, bro. They don't want you inside. They want you to go away. The way Champ was struggling, they finally get into the house and they're like, oh, upstairs. So Yeah, and they're looking around and, and my note was like, You're doing all of this for a girl you just met. You barely know you her for a week. Here's the thing. You doing this for a girl you just met and you being nosy. You're not even looking for the girl. Now you just looking around the house looking like you really doing a B and E. Look, cause then they find the goosebumps manuscripts and Champ is like, Ooh, RL sign and this nigga is unlocking shit that doesn't belong well, to Well, here's him. the thing. 13 Reasons was like, ah, it's not a big deal. And Champ was like, nah, these bitches is scary as fuck. You need to really give reverence and respect where it's due. And Champ was like, ah, mm, talking that hot shit. And he's like, well, why are they locked? And just being nosy again. You went in for the girl and you got distracted with your nosy ass doing some hot shit. So here it comes. And Hannah, like they click it open, get startled because here come Hannah like, what the fuck? Somebody's in my house because she knew that the house was on. Her dad left. She know the house supposed to be quiet and ain't nobody supposed to be in there. So she came in with that bat ready to take a head off. Very much so. And she was like, what the fuck? What the fuck is going on? What are you doing here? And then she was like, did you open a book? And Or like, she's like, what happened? Did you touch a book? Did you unlock a book? And they're like, yeah. And his ass 
she before she could even say what to do, what not to do. Here he come being nosy, touching stuff. Yeah, open this book. Just opens it, and she's and like, "Fucking Yeti comes out." A Yeti. Thank you for calling it that because I kept putting, I kept trying to put. A, I don't know how to say it. The Ab- ab- abdominal snow, abominable and snowman. and that's how I wrote it. Abdominal snowman. I said abs. <laughs> <laughs> it's not fat. So the Yeti comes out and champ is screaming right but the champ second time he so, screamed my god he was so they was like don't make a sound this nigga oh he made he was, a sound and then he screamed like and then that scream came out so high pitched and i said uh are books unlocking themselves like i didn't know what was happening right because yeah, they they automatically go after because they're like what's going on but then we see like oh this book is all of a sudden has fallen off of the shelf and it is unlocking itself and I said what the fuck is that so Zacharias causes my nerves oh my god he caused problem and then wanted an explanation for shit no you don't get an explanation did and then um champ is all let's just call the cops and Zach's all do you did you see the cops in this town and uh they understand but then they run up on Hannah, who was at the ice rink. And she said, let me handle this. I know more than you. I and got- they was like, nah. I like Massage you. I've only known you for less than a week. No, but I like you. And, and I want to make sure I protect you. Me, and what- man. Me protect. Yeah. Fucking tar. Like, you fucking caveman, which what's really happening is you're distracting her and asking her questions when Nish- she needs to be on the lookout because she's the only one who really knows how to handle this situation. And then she's all like, I don't know what they asked her, but then I'm all, ab man can't be killed? Because the abdominal snowman. Oh, yeah. They was like, yeah, she was like, you can't kill it. You, you have can't it. kill him. And I don't even think she explained yet, but like, they get into an ice rink, this abandoned ice rink. and That's when they're in there. They find her in the ice rink. She's in the middle of the ice when they have the conversation. They came up distracting her, asking her these questions, and she's standing with the book like this in her hands, clothes, looking questions and she's like bitch I know yeah. how to do this when they get there and um from the fucking ceiling candy rain candy rain <laughs> you better yes it was candy rain come on go oh, for real oh, but yeah. and then all of a sudden a whole but fucking vending candy? machine where would a Yeti get candy? I don't know. Maybe there's a vent. I'm not saying they live in the snow. You know what? This is the kids' movie. Out of a place that was cold. <laughs> and he found something. That's true. That's he said That's true. it's a little hot. It's a little hot. So he found someplace cold and he found something to eat. But when the the Yeti was sitting there eating that candy and he unpeeled very like carefully and like through the wrapper that made me laugh because then he just like it smashed it in his face and when who made a sound oh the book the book unlatched the book unlatched because she was like shut the fuck up i'm trying to handle this because she was like it gotta be a little bit closer and they're like and she's like shut that yet he said the, but the way that he responded to the lock sound when it popped open and he heard it, and then he went running to her, no joke, the way that he slapped the uh, the book against the... Like, the way he slapped the book out of her hands made me laugh fuck, hard as fuck. His response so to the book made me laugh hard as fuck. 
um, champ being like, get on, get on. I said, is that a goddamn Zamboni? Because them bitches are slow as fuck. That's not what a Zamboni is. And then they was like, get off. Get off. Bad idea. The fact that the Yeti went against the glass, and I was like, "That's really the way he Yeti. slapped the way the way he slapped against the glass like a fucking hockey player made me laugh so hard. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, it made me laugh so hard. But then when he started coming for them and was trying to break that glass because the glass is hard because they do have the hockey players, you know, hitting against yeah. it often. It's a it's a more um, sustainable glass not plex i don't know if it's plexi because i imagine if it was plexiglass the fiber and all that stuff would hurt when they go through it but like um a thicker and more sustainable glass it's not supposed to be an easily breakable glass do do those glasses break in hockey games they do but it's not supposed to be easy to do and when he slapped against it i said oh well whoever did the glass at that company needs to do this is my advert that's where that's, some of that budget went to because you got to be yeah. able to break that glass okay and then the yeti just started yeah yeah he trying to get to him he breaks through the glass and all of a sudden as soon as he about to the the close-up of his eyes when he looked oh i said oh i don't like they were screaming and he looked up i don't like that i was about to say uh, you about to get got about to eat y'all because he was hungry and you interrupted his little snack he about to have a three-course meal but all of a sudden he starts getting sucked back into the book like a goddamn Jumanji character. And I said, well, who has the book? And none other than fucking Jack Black. Jack Black the dad. And I said, dad's face. Mad. It made me laugh though. Everybody came in the car now. <laughs> he was funny. That top lip was very, uh, sorry. That top lip was very um, reminiscent of Black Elders and I loved it. <laughs> 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 he that mother on. Get your ass in the car. And of course, we got Champ and Zach both feeling entitled to answers. What's going on? I mean, I get it. You almost died, but that was your fault. Had you not been doing a B&E, you know, you know what happens when you break into people's houses? Sometimes you might die. Lesson learned. So they're asking all kinds of questions. And then finally... Um, the way he, Jack Black was provoked reasons. into admitting... 13 he, reasons is false. So, <laughs> and he's just antagonizing the fuck out of him and he fucking ah. turns around and I said, okay, so I wonder if these are real facts. Has R.L. Stein sold more copies of books than Stephen King? King? Fact. I think it's a fact. Um, the picture that uh, Champ was trying to take when his phone got tossed. That was funny because you said he said no and you sat there and took it anyway. I guess you ain't got no phone. But the picture was all Jack Black's <laughs> no, that was very funny. Um, and then I said, okay, so this is why they move all the time. So it didn't necessarily make sense to me because he's like, we're moving again. What happened before? Did some other boy break in and try to, you know, what happened where, but while you guys were moving before? Did your characters get loose before? Mm, what happened? These those are questions. Because I'm like, okay. But he threw, when they came into the house and they're like, you know, they were arguing. They were like, he said, go home. They didn't pay attention. Breaking and entering again. Mm -hmm. And he turns around and throws that heavy ass statue with all his force. He said, I could have killed you. And they was like, no, you would not have. Nobody moved. (laughs) They didn't move when he turned around and started throwing it. There was no startle for them. Nothing. They stood there. And that made me laugh hard as hell because it was a terrible throw. It was a terrible throw. Um, And then they asked, like, how did we get here? And R.L. Stein is breaking down um the how and i wondered if that was arl stein's actual childhood 
story was I he... just started laughing because I was like you started from the beginning beginning my nigga oh I thought she was you I was like damn you laughed at his story god no, that nigga, he was like what happened well when I was a child no 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 you I, fast forward <laughs> you are 50 <laughs> But no, it was sad. But but it like, was sad. I said, I said, I wonder if this is Arl Stein's real life because was he really a little allergy-ridden um, bubble kid that had to be in the house and couldn't have any friends and this is how he really started writing his stories because the stories that Arl Stein writes are out of this world. Where do I you love them. Oh my so, God. But the fact that your character literally leapt off the page, cool superpower, bruh. Okay, like, that is some power in your creativity, your mind, his mind. So all of a sudden, I tried to relate to myself. I'm allergic to dust mites. Yeah, I, I, I said, champ, shut the fuck up. Why are we all? <laughs> Why are we talking to you? But he said, me too, me too, y'all, me too. And then, oh so, my God, we get to meet. Here the we come. Oh, scary, <sighs> slappy. Came out. That nigga. I loved him so much. As soon as he came up, I was like, yes. Oh, yes. shit. I said, this fool is scary. His voice and his energy and the fact that he is a doll with no master is his, scary. His uh, jokes. He was like, you're giving me goosebumps. Yes, baby. Oh, he yes. was scary. And I he knew it. he was scary. I said, oh, okay, okay. And then he said, oh, you thought you was putting me back? Because Jack kept trying to like work towards the book. And I said, he making these eye movements so dramatic. But I realized this this is for the kids. This is for white kids because I feel like black kids notice things. We are just more observant of things. Mm. And somebody doing a whole lot of eye movements would have a black kid be like, what's wrong with your eye? <laughs> 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 it's just what happens. Why are you looking over there? Is Who you over okay? there? You okay? You got eczema? <laughs> <laughs> It would be questions out the yin yang. I knew, I said this is for the this is for the kids, but specifically the target was white kids, right? It was white kids. So but the fact that Slappy could oh at the flick of a light, move. I'm he was moving. moving. Flashing this bitch. That shit was scary because that bitch flashed and got his book and then flashed and had matches and that were lit. He says you ain't. Slappy made it from the get go when he got it. He said, I run this shit. You thought you I was, run this bitch. You thought you was big dog? Let me show you. And I Ooh, love that. We. So then he said, Bruh, oh, you thought I'm about to open up books? And he said, I got some friends. And these gnomes, these got. Look at the. <laughs> His jokes were so on point. I fucking loved it. You are so corny. You love it. I love a good corny joke, but I was like, that joke hits for the kids. The kids get it. Uh, They're going like, to understand. Yeah, yeah. Because no, I, I knew he was about that. to release some shit, and I was like, yes, it is. And when he, murder. and when it was, and when the gnomes came out, I said, oh my God. I was, I didn't like him. I was, that was my first. That was my first LOL no. <laughs> because what <laughs> these notes uh 13 reasons was all maybe they're friendly and then uh, <laughs> fucking champ fucking champ was like um and that no threw a knife yeah straight into the wall 
And it was deep in the wall. It, it was wasn't like deep. a little bit. It was deep in the wall. You need to fear them gnomes. And then the fact it tried to hang Champ and the <laughs> fact it, it attacked uh, Hannah's face. And then they attacked Hannah in the face. They were black alive. That shit was. They funny. was taking him to the oven like uh-huh. he was gonna fit in the oven. This is not. This is not the crematorium gnomes. Now, like, you know what got me though? They was sitting there. They was like bashing them gnomes and everything. And I was like murdering oh, gnomes. I put, a note, I put a note that said they are murdering gnomes. <laughs> <laughs> and literally, they're sitting there trying to fight the gnomes because they're dragging Jack Black to the oven. And I said, bitch, turn the oven off. Y'all are 15 and 16 years old. No, I would not have thought of that. <laughs> Turn off the oven. Why the fire is so high on this oven? They got a 500 degree oven, it's like so it's many. an industrial bake. Turn off the oven. There was what, so many of them. It was, so it was too much. But what threw me off was that he was ah, ah, knocking them out, destroying them, right? These bitches. And then regenerating. Back together. I was scared. I, I was like, damn. I. I literally thought once you smashed him, that was it. Nah, them bitches said. And the ones that came back together and his head was backward and it turned back around and then it started laughing. I said, oh, fuck, no. I'm good, fam. I'm good. This is, I said, oh, oh, no. Oh, no. And then my next note says 400 million worldwide. Because they escaped through the basement and he was like, why can't you write books about unicorns and rainbows? That doesn't sell 400 million copies. Domestic, and then and then Chance asked worldwide or like domestic and he's like worldwide but still he's a worldwide author with like, four million copies sold. These are facts that all sign wanted you to know. Don't sleep on your boy. He said, please. I'm big in the game. You might not care for them for it. You might not say, oh well, you might say it's only for a target. It might not it might not carry on with people into adulthood, but you know what it does? It hits for the target that it hits for. It definitely does. And it's literally the first exposure of scary for kids. In an age-appropriate way. It's scary in an age-appropriate way. And R.L. Stein always gave a conclusion at the end of his books. You weren't going to leave and it just be terrifying and scary and over you for the next however long until you grow out of it. Nah. You're going to leave and find you a new monster. That's it. And he gave you monsters on monsters on monsters on monsters. So we're going to recognize the man and the facts that he was given. And they get outside pages. Burgess Timbers. In the air. I laughed my ass off. I said, Slappy said, fuck y'all. And I, I said, it. I loved it. But that was also a beautiful way to remind me that Slappy had took off in the car. Slappy had. <laughs> like, I had forgotten no all about that. No license. That nigga said. He talk about I would push brakes, but I can't reach the gas. He said, "But I can't reach the brake. How you reach the gas? Then slappy. Some of this stuff don't make sense. But he probably had a pile of books under his foot. Probably pedal to the metal, just going. This is Slappy's revenge. He out here throwing books on fire like it's a paper boy, just out the windows. Ha ah! They are landing all over the fucking town, and the cops are in the fucking." police station just like news going and everything and they're just like no no this is talking what they were talking about i don't remember what they were talking about but then he kind of asked her out on a date and i said oh what the hell so but slappy comes in and slappy's like and they said oh somebody left their dummy and and he he was like you calling a dummy? I said, shoot that motherfucker. I wonder if if he would have gotten shot, would it have done anything, or if he would have regenerated like the gnomes? He probably would have. The way it talked, and they was like guns drawn. 
Yes. And then the aliens come and freeze the cops. Which I don't remember them aliens, but that's okay. Because that's a whole other. I didn't. I didn't read it all. But what I said is, when y'all leave, take me with you. They freeze people. Maybe they only freeze people they don't like. They freeze people. Slappy tell them to. That's it. And I would have been on Slappy team until I wasn't. I would have. <laughs> look. That's that's the dog. Um, and then you have a poodle that shows up at um, the aunt's house and she's talking to the poodle and she's asking if the poodle has an owner and if the owner is single. Yeah. I said, girl, you want you want a poodle owner? People who own poodles seem like high maintenance. Very much Very- so. But the way they painted her was like boy obsessed. Was she was. She was. It was annoying. She was... Um, she was eccentric and irreverent is a word that I feel like keeps popping up because I see like I feel like we've read it in a synopsis or something, but it fits for her. It was I didn't like her, but the way that dog started floating and she I assume she smacked the shit out that thing because it, it cut, but the that had I me rolling. I wanted to see I wanted to see the dog like and like getting sent off into space. I wanted her to smack the shit out that dog with that bot with that uh bowl of water that she was carrying for it and for the dog to respond, but Peter would have been mad and the kids would have been hurt. Yeah. So I was very upset about that. But then they we, figure out that everyone in town is frozen. And oh my god, that scene with all the damage around them, that's when the first one I was like, Y'all had a big budget. Big budget, because you need to make all that all that um damage look you know damaged and then you have champ being like ah it's my dad and he's like never mind it's not my dad, it's not I my laugh. dad. <laughs> that also made me laugh very hard um they zach trying to solve problems zach's like oh what if you write a new book he was like I what a- you want me to what and he's like well one story to solve them all he's like what you want me to do what and he's like yeah sure well, idea nigga and he didn't uh, have one, so. which again I think was a decision to make the kids have some authority and some power, which in hindsight I really like. Maybe I'm like not. That. Maybe I'll stop being so judgy on how stupid all the adults seem, and give it to the fact that the kids needed authority. They needed power. They needed um, to have a say so in decision making. It was empowering for them to be able to be smarter than some of the adults. I like this part only solely for the fact that you were cleaning up your mess. Because this sure is your fault. This is what you did. This is a start. This is what you started. So the Smith Corona typewriter, I don't know if that's a real typewriter, but I feel like they named it for a reason and that maybe that's the real typewriter that R.L. Stein used. The magic like, typewriter. Yeah, I felt like we got a lot of facts about this man. Um, and then we make it into the school party. And this is what I was saying about the fact that it was 2015 and there was no TikTok. They were listening to hip hop songs and all they were doing was fucking jumping. Because yeah. you know what? Before social media taught white kids how to dance, they didn't know how to. They did their line dances and they jumped and they kept it at that. So why yeah. the fuck did she bring up twerking when your kids, he's all, if I see anyone dancing with their behind, who's doing that? They don't do that. You know what they do? They, they dance with their calves, their toes, and their ankles. Arms up. Woo! <laughs> Let's go back. Take it back. But yeah, anyways. And so we find out the typewriter is there because... Um, and the mom is having trouble getting sales signal, which made me laugh because Slappy knew what he was doing. 
slapping said, no her. communication she's actively trying to call her sister and her son and she's like oh come on and she's looking out the window like i don't know why she hasn't decided to go outside of the building this guy is trying to talk to her um that was clapping really really hard when she got introduced at the assembly and i said he's obviously into her but what the fuck dude back up please he was very much a creep it was weird um and then they're driving in the car and the invisible boy slaps the shit out of champ <laughs> it's the fact that literally they saw him in the windshield and champ still had the window down like nigga it was like you heard it's an invisible <laughs> boy you hear the footsteps <laughs> on the top of the car this man this boy been hanging on to the car unfazed by the wind the speed none of that he literally was on the windshield like ha ha you don't see a face you just see fucking handprints and breath and he comes around to this window and sh- and the way that Champ's face recoiled, I said That's he acting. He did that because that was a that was a smack smack. And then they're all you okay? He's like, oh, fuck. he wanted to cry. It was a hard smack. The boy wanted to squirt some. That boy was he acting. He did. Now, but then, my what? next note is almost got burnt to a crisp. And what the fuck is that? I don't know what that. Maybe I, I don't, don't know. know, but I feel like what the fuck was that? Was that drying praying mantis? That, that giant praying mantis. My next note is: is that a giant praying mantis? I was like, I I don't know. Yeah, we I saw that and I was like, man, that's not scary. Then I remember praying mantis be eating each other, and I was like, yeah. And then it fucking yeah. spit at the windshield, and he was cleaning the window, and he was like, what are you doing? And he's like, I have to be able to see to drive. It was one of those common sense things that, like, you're yeah. a kid. I know that you don't understand it. That but was my for the adults. That was for the adults. My windshield fluid won't. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. So that made me laugh. Um, and then when he was driving, he was everybody was critiquing him, passenger driving. And he was like, does somebody else want to drive? Do you want to? Do you know how to? Does anybody have a permit? Do you have a license? No. That then was for the up. adults. That was um, that was for the adults. And my adult ass, this is how you know I'm old. I said that goddamn station wagon, which he called it his wagoneer. When it flipped, nothing happened to that car. It was good it metal. Was Thirty. That thing was sturdy as fuck, old metal, right? But then um, they go into, I don't know why they end up, I guess that's where they went. They went into a Wayfield They went to a Wayfield. They went into a Wayfield where another crime happens because now you've broken into a Wayfield and now you shoplifted. (laughs) Now you shoplifted from the Wayfield. Why did y'all even go in there? I mean, everybody's frozen, so I didn't see that as a problem. I just, I just didn't understand why they went in there at all. But because then, they were trying to get away from the praying mantis, and I guess that was the and nearest enclosement. Yes, they were on their way. That's it. That's exactly it. They were on their way to the school because that's where the typewriter was. They hopped in the car, and on the way, they got fucked up from the praying mantis, and they had to take cover because the praying mantis put its arm through the top of the roof and like like opened it. And Jack Black said, oh, my Wagoneer, it has to, it's such low mileage, which made me laugh because that it's car hilarious. is like the 70s. There's no way it has low mileage. No way. Every time you drove it for repairs, you had to put my, a million miles on it because who can repair that old ass car? So that made me laugh. That and the fact that y'all moved too much for that to be having low mileage like what and you move too much so that wasn't it but you walk into wayfield and it's a guy like number one 
this is when the stealing happened. He thirsty. He's like, just borrow it. That ain't borrowing. Y'all stealing. That's, That's stealing. That's yeah. shopping. Yeah. Um, but then they walk up on a goddamn werewolf because, of course, R.L. Stein has written a werewolf story. And he's like, oh, shit. And he immediately starts trying to spray himself with the axe. I was like, now you stink. Now you stink. And he's like, dang it, it don't work. It smells my scent or whatever. And then Champ, again, makes the noise. He opens his orange soda. And of course, the werewolf boy is like, oh, now I know. Somebody's here and he's chasing them, right? Now, Champ and... I want to say it was Champ and Hannah hidden the ice cream in the cold part. That shit made me laugh. Yes. They hid in the refrigerated section. Can't smell nothing in here. It's cold. That made me laugh. And then Jack Black somehow got underneath the produce table. And that whole little dripping of that was nasty. Oh, it was was so thick. What did they do? What did they part of the part of the budget went to making that saliva thick as fuck? What was that made out of? Mm-hmm. Nasty. I wonder if it was KY jelly and cornstarch. Oh, that would have been smart. Cornstarch slurry and KY jelly. Gross. Either way. Uh, but I then a, I put an LOL because imagine all your friends trying to kill you. But these ain't friends. These, are, <laughs> these, are his, these was his friends. These were his friends. Like, and I, just, I was like, damn. That's but up, you know bro. what? If you locked me up as a friend, as soon as I get out, the first thing I'm going to do is punch the fuck out of you and choke you. Ah! So relatable. I get it. Um, but then finally, so um, 13 Reasons is able to distract the, the werewolf. Jack Black gets up and he's running or whatever, but he turns around to laugh at uh, the werewolf who had fallen in some way and has gotten injured, and then he falls into the we're, basket. We're and he's like, "Get me out! Get me out!" He's like, "I don't have time." So now he has to push him like a baby. That was funny. So again, giving some, the kids some authority. I don't have time to do this because you did something stupid, and now I have to save you. Yep. So that was interesting. And then um, they get outside the door, and I said, and they lock the door, and they're like, "Werewolf won't get out of that." And yeah, he was like, let's see him get It's a werewolf. Get through that. And I was like, that's very easily to get It took him three times. It's super easy. Keeks caught three times. He said, bow, one, oh, oh, I can do this. Bow, bow, bow. Bow, through that bitch. I said, what the fuck? So then they were running. And I said, this is scary as fuck. Him standing on all... And he is like at least six feet tall. And he buff and he mad and he got abs and he walking up on you in some basketball shorts. This is wild. <laughs> basketball shorts. I didn't even know what it's bad. He had on basketball shorts. His tennis shoes was still up on his like hind legs. It was weird. So then I'm like, oh, they about to die. And all of yeah, a sudden, die. Bow. Uh, for the win. Why is Aunt Lorraine here? Because she got attacked by that dog and she was just looking for y'all. No, she came from she was hungry, I think. No, I she literally said some weird stuff is happening. I couldn't get a hold of your mom and I didn't know where to go. So I came to the grocery store because yeah. she worked at the Wayfield. She worked at the Wayfield. That's her store. So she was ah. like, I came to my store, which I just thought, fuck capitalism. Because she literally was like, I don't know any other place to go. So I'm going to go to my place of employment. Yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah, so um, she had time to flirt, which I thought was weird. But then somebody, I don't know who, somebody mentions the fact that they're, that her reckless driving saved their life. And I said, oh, yet another crime. 
Yeah, they was just, woo, misdemeanor. It was a lot. It was a lot. Some of them heavy misdemeanors, almost felonies, because hitting hitting somebody and then driving off and not telling nobody, felony. Yeah, don't do that unless. (laughs) (laughs) So, the the pan of the camera over the wayfield, um, and the spooky like Alfred Hitchcock sky setting and the camera like like panning in onto what I believe is the school because that's where they were heading mm-hmm. um I thought that that was a very nice shot it was I like well yeah. let me go back a little bit they was they were mutually uh attracted to each other Jack they Black were and the, uh, they, they were funny they had to time me. to flirt but I said girl what the way she was like, can I get your number? He was like, not a good time, but yes. Yes. <laughs> then um, they get, I don't know where they were talking about and Jack Black decides to ask Champ, like, is this a nickname or what? And he's they like, no, my Going through the cemetery because the- Oh, what, walking. The cemetery and then it's the forest and then it's the school. Because the aunt got sent to the police department because they needed to tell the police to come to the school so that they could help. Yep. Yes. So- he, they're walking through the cemetery and he's like, my name is, my full name is Champion. My dad won a bronze medal in the Olympics and my mom was an all-American sprinter. So Champion. And, yeah. I kind of cute and white, but it was, you know. Yeah. Narcissistic, because you're not giving this child any opportunity to be their own selfs, own personality. And Just, very much I wore the bronze and I was all-American and these, this is our kid. Very okay. much pressure too, because it's like, oh, I'm my name's champion. I gotta be a champion. Yeah. Yes, it's like being junior to a guy who was a Fortune, you know, five hundred CEO. No thanks. <laughs> I'm changing. The way Hannah got caught on that statue, and they was like, it's just a statue. My mind went to Doctor Who, and I was like, uh-uh, you told your way. I felt like the statue grabbed her because how the fuck it had her hemmed up like this. Her was it was overhanded and closed. It wasn't underhanded and hooked. How did the statue get her if not it grabbed her? That Doctor Who shit. As soon as you take your eyes off them, they move. I was like, fear unlocked. That's it. And then turned around and had the moon. I said, what the fuck? Did the moonlight just turn her into a sparkly fucking twilight vampire? Yeah, I was like, why is she glowing and iridescent? She ain't human. I said, oh, what the fuck? So then um, they don't even have time to acknowledge it. They don't even have time to acknowledge it. Yeah, maybe I was like, oh, moon cycle. Nah, she said, huh? They can't acknowledge it because all of a sudden they rising from the graves. Grass are coming in. They ghouls, but they're really zombies. They're zombies, but they have to call them ghouls because that would be the writing of R.L. Stein. Zombies is what we know them as now, but maybe ghouls are people who were buried and come back to life, and zombies are people who were alive, got bitten, died, and then come back and zombified. Well, you know zombies is a bastardization of, like, voodoo and culture. I do, but I know as far as, like, what it's, for popular culture, what it's mean, what it's meant to be, and... I low-key was like, that's racist, but... Well, because they're not using it in the racist term, but that doesn't mean that the, the word doesn't have the same history, right? But I did wonder if it was ghouls because I know that that's what R.L. Stein would have called them. That's what he called them in the book. But then also, is there a difference between the fact that they rose from a, like, from a grave, whereas zombies are people who were alive 
didn't get to get buried and come back to life because they like now. Oh yeah, zombies are typically like diseased or something. Yeah, it's a sickness. It's the the saliva. It's whatever that causes them to be that. Whereas the ghouls died from natural causes and now for supernatural reasons are rising from the dead and are attacking. Mm, so I don't know if that was the was the defining or like differential or if it was because of the writing, but yeah. So then Jet Black is stuck trying to go through the, the gate. gate I'm like, okay, phobia. a little bit of fat phobia, but the way Champ took but also, But also, it was, it was fat phobia, but mostly it was not because it was more about the fact that kids do stuff like this and adults don't. Kids know how to maneuver their bodies through stuff like that, though they are thinner. Jack Black's an adult. When would he be trying to move and hop fences and do all of that? So him getting stuck was like... Oh, I gotta save the adult again, right? Because I had the same thing. Why did he get stuck? Why couldn't you find another way around? Because the kids needed to have a saving moment. He needed to be wrong. Like it needed to do all of that. And then the fact that Champ said, he said, save yourself. And Champ said, okay. okay. Champ did what he said he so would he do. Oh he my ran. God. He that said, if it's, if it's any sign of trouble, I am leaving y'all, all of you. <laughs> So then we we are at the police station with the aunt and she's just announcing her plans over the loudspeaker. Well, she ran in and said, hello, hello, are there any cops? And then she realized, well, let me just push this button. Okay, cops, I need you to get down there, which they said alert the cops. So she did what she was told. I just felt like maybe I would have waited until somebody was in front of me before I just said all my plans out loud. Maybe. And then peer pop up slappy with the fucking police hat on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I said, uh uh, slappy. But then he warned her. He said, don't say it. Don't say it. it." And she said it. (laughs) She said, you are a talking D word. And he was like, phrase, bitch. Yeah. So that was that. And then we cut and we're back at the. we finally made it. The kids have made it, and Jack Black have made it to the high school. And yeah, we're in the hallway. Confronted. We're in the hallway, and uh, Thirteen Reasons said, "Hold on, partner. Let me pull you to the side." I just got questions, and he you just got said, "Hannah's not real," and he's yeah. like, "No, she's not." Now he- I said, "This is weird." That part was weird for me. I understood because he was like I'm afraid of being alone and I was like valid if you were for all of your life running away because your creations would somehow get out of course you would be alone you wouldn't but be the, able to have that human connection he's 50 you he's, said. he's you know I put 50 on him I know, but like, like, right? he's, but like he's, he's 50 he's but also the reason that they were always moving is because Hannah doesn't age it comes out later oh. but part of the reason they have to move is because she just stays the same. Why yeah. is she homeschooled? Because she doesn't go on to other grades. All of these things started to make sense, right? So when he's asking her and he's like, bro, what the fuck? And he's explaining, like, you don't understand how lonely it is and how lonely I was until Hannah came along and I've had her. Did he raise her from a child? No, he raised her as a 16 year old. She's always been 16. She's stuck in this pocket of 16. Mm, yeah. So that was weird for me that he didn't, create a child that he could raise and love and become independent on her own he created a child that was stuck at this age that he could control and be a father to and she could never go anywhere out of his loneliness 
That's fair. I like that. So um, then I was confused as to why the typewriter was even in the high school at all. They're not yeah. from Madison. They've not lived, like maybe they've lived there for a while, but you guys have it. Why would you give your typewriter to this high school? I That was very confusing. Nobody, Nobody said how it got there. And it was just like, oh yeah, it's at the high we school. We need to go there because it is there. Why? Is it because the high school has a specific kind? No. When we get there, we see, the high, we see that the typewriter's been donated by R.L. Stein. Did you not have to bring the typewriter to the school for everyone to know you're R.L. Stein? Because he had a pseudonym, like a alias in the beginning. My thing is, what if, you, what if this happened in a different city and you couldn't get to the typewriter everybody would have just so so many questions so now he has his typewriter in hand and he's like i have to find a quiet place to write y'all do your thing and he walks into the auditorium i'm assuming or like the the theater the theater there you go the theater um and a play is set up and it's the shining (laughs) have you seen the shining i have not I haven't either, so I didn't get the humor of it, but when I saw it, I know that it's a dark, like it's a a thriller movie as well, and I think that that was a joke for the adults, Um, but it didn't land for me because I don't know the movie. I think it was, I saw more of the joke of, uh, because they were comparing him to Stephen King a lot, so. Is is The Shining a Stephen King? The Shining is a Stephen King. So, he was like, fuck. Thank you for that, because I just didn't get it because I'm slow. (laughs) Okay, so then Zacharias um <laughs> he was <laughs> that would never not be funny it's zacharias for 13 reasons because he is not i just i can't um zacharias is all yeah she's like you know because hannah's all excited and she's like this is a high school dance he's like yeah but usually the dancing is better that made me laugh because again white kids could not dance in 2015 if you were not trained to be a dancer guess what you did the floss. I was about to say, not even the two-step. But Okay, okay. Whatever Vine taught you in that 12 seconds that Vine taught you. Like, y'all weren't getting it because nobody, white kids weren't, weren't YouTubing the dances to new songs like black kids were to be able to do. Like, we have been doing this. Soulja Boy up in this hole. They weren't on it. The two-step, the bankhead bounce. Like they weren't on it. Can you wobble? Y'all not Look. even wobbling? Y'all wasn't on it. Y'all wasn't doing it. So, uh, Champ runs up on the stage and he's trying to command the attention because he has been at the school for a while. He knows the kids, but he gets stage fright because he's still Chump, right? Yeah. And he's like, listen to my best friend, Zach. And I was like, oh, y'all you- best friends. I was going to say, when did y'all become best friends? Bro? When that happened. But you know what? Zach, my life's been risked with you. And the thing is, my life at risk with you. You done got me committing crimes. I'm breaking and entering. I'm seeing stuff rise from the dead. We are absolutely, we done been through some experiences. We are friends. We We are best friends. And so. So the, then you have. The kid making fun of them on the bleachers. And he's like, oh yeah, it's the boogeyman. And then he actually sees the praying man. That shit had me laughing. He got eaten. I Well, that made me upset because I thought he was eaten. Was he not? He's not. No, eating. he wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. He's I not. remember. But that he made wasn't. me laugh because he was so unserious about it. So, of course, you're going to be the one. But also, they put him high up on the blue that the praying mantis could get to him. Um, but he needed to be able to be up high enough for everybody to look up and see him. But who was working the fucking uh, lights? 
who was working the spotlight to put the spotlight on this kid? Like some of the stuff where I was just like, I know we're not supposed to think about that, but I was like, bro, what is this? So then we so, see. I don't know. My, my next note is slappiest there with the gnomes. Oh, he released literally, a monster. Literally, the gnomes are back. That's my next line. The gnomes are back because I was scared. Because <laughs> they are scary. Because they were scary. And then the insect attack happens. All these little bugs are flying. And I said, this is too much. Insert the this is too much meme. It was a lot happening. It was so happening. And then you have this beautiful cowardly couple that's running in the opposite way of everybody uh, 13 Reasons came in and was like, we need to help. This is how we're going to be able to do it. We have to work. You know, everybody's putting uh, chairs up. Everybody's doing this. The, I don't like it, how they had the black teacher being the one to trip and fall. They also had him leading the uh, safety brigade. The chairs here do this. No, the principal. There was only one. I knew exactly what he was talking about. They have him trip and fall after being the authority of getting all of this set up, barricading, but then he's also still clumsy. Like, it was so that part but then um when they get they get hemmed up in the um hallway and he leaves her he dipped then nigga said bye and she was like we're through through." and of course champ sees this and he's like to the rescue okay because it's all about a girl every part of the movie that he bit the werewolf though Nail. I said this is disgusting. He bit Nail. a werewolf. That's disgusting. Then they turned around and had a clown scene. So you know I closed my eyes for all of that. You you gonna have to talk about that part. So wait, he bit the werewolf and then he kissed the girl. After uh-uh. Hold on, wait. Werewolf. Hold on, wait. Because that was it. It go back. Wait. Hold on. Oh, all because... I have for that clown is fuck that clown. <laughs> That's all I have to. Okay. Okay. We can skip it then. I said fuck that clown. What the fuck? But then um. Yes, he gets a kiss, and I said. Then the next note was a werewolf hair, disgusting. He literally pulled the hair off of his own mouth, and you kissed him. But I was hoping that he got the only kiss of the movie. I think he did. He didn't. No, 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 he didn't. Yeah, but I remember. remember. So Slappy is in the audience of the auditorium watching Jack Black type, and if that is not big dick energy, just watching. As you talking to yourself, just uh, I'm about to fuck up all your plans. About to fuck it all up. I loved uh-huh. it. It was it was wild. Um, then Slappy comes in and slams. He wow, did that flash was in his face all of a sudden. And he slams the typewriter um, case after fingers. talking shit to him. I said, "This is this Slappy is scary. Slappy um, is amazing." He. <laughs> Um, and then they turned around and had all of the ugliest, scariest monsters at the window trying to get into the school. Yeah, they told them they was like, "Okay, we everybody yeah, going to the store." Yes, yeah. just we see like we just pandemonium running monsters, <laughs> Venus flytrap, and it's just they like coming, and it is scary. Again, insert the uh uh-uh, uh, this too much mean. Um, Slappy is driving that car, and that car was an older car, and it had no power steering, and that is scary enough. Slappy got arm strength. <laughs> oh God! How you think oh, he God. picked up everything? How you think he, he picked did up all them books? That. That's what I'm saying. You know what? He didn't. Have, in my mind, I didn't think about how he picked up books or did any of that because he just was flipping plates. So I'm like, maybe he used his magic little fingers to slap. Pat. Now I'm here, right? And he just did the same thing with the books. But when you have to drive a car with no power steering. 
and he was if you think about it he was driving tossing them books on fire I come on terrifying slappy is scary so then um i don't know why i have the bus fell apart make it out of the wagoneer material well before that i think i know where you at but uh hannah trips so now everybody knows she glows and nobody said anything when they saw her. Girl, what the fuck? And Jack Black about to sacrifice himself and the kids got a plan. So they yes. think Jack Black is on the bus and so all the monsters go after the school bus and yes. they surround it and it's empty. And, and it's empty. And then I said, so well... The fucking How the fuck do you again, get to build an explosive? Literally the note. Who built the bomb? <laughs> Who built the bomb? I said, uh, somebody in there is sus and needs to be looked at. I think y'all need to ask questions. Like, who what? built the bomb? And they um, on a real bus. I was like, okay, that's smart. That's smart. Then you have mom trying to uh, check in on check on check on thirteen reasons. Dude sliding up again, and she's like, bruh, this is not the time. I hope she don't never give him no ass. Don't never give Please. him no. I swear to God, if we come back into um, Goosebumps Part Two and they are together, I'm, I'm turning gonna be mad. Off. I'm gonna turn the movie off. Like zero out of ten is horrible. <laughs> um, but the werewolf survived the explosion because that nigga regenerated. That I was wild. Was, that was woo. I did it. They went to the school bus landed in the fun house, and I'm like, why are we all of a sudden in this fun house? But okay, we in the fun well, house. Yes. Well. And Slappy, I realized Slappy was terrifying, but he was heartbroken. Because he was he, heartbroken by his friend. Well, he called him Papa. He did call him Papa. And he said, you were me and I am you. And we, you know, we, I'm the first story that you ever had. You don't get Very to get rid so. of me. So It was just you know, us for the longest. And then you had all of these other friends. And now and he, you have human friends and you replaced me. So, yeah. I so, fuck you. So, you know, I'm about to let loose my final part of my revenge, and it was the blob that ate everyone. Everything that it touched. That was scary as fuck. That me. was scary. I remember reading that one. Terrifying. Um, and I said, and, oh, Zach's going to save the day? Yeah, Zach has oh, to finish oh, the oh, book. Oh. And I was like, okay. Mm, all right. All right. So Arlstein gave himself, you know, Jack Black gives himself to the blob, and it was Slappy's perfect revenge for him to see. Like, you see how it feels to be trapped and see the world going on around you and you can't do anything and the way he, that monologue to him confirmed the disappointment that he had and the heartbreak he had in their in their true friendship the bond that they thought that he thought that they had and this was all about that so um i thought that that was interesting that they gave slappy enough lines and backstory to describe the emotion that he was feeling and the why, why, why he was doing this that and was the why. yeah um so then you have the three the three teenagers are on the ferris wheel and 13 reasons over here typing with one finger and he's like and uh champ asked can you type faster and he's like it's a typewriter and i said what the fuck does that have to do with the spacing of the keys and you knowing how to place your fingers on it, bitch? But the pressure they <laughs> put on the these kids, I put LOL. LOL. The pressure they put on these kids. Like, damn. True enough. True enough. But like, and that, and does that mean that 13 Reasons got the juice now? Because if he was able to finish it, 
but then my thing is that quick binding ability. How did y'all learn how to bind a book that fast? How do you bind a book? He typed get- out the end, right? I said, they finna die because the Ferris wheel is falling. And then I said, the Ferris wheel is rolling. Are they not supposed to be dead? Because it's rolling. They are in the seat. It's not covered. Wouldn't you be smashed? So finally, what? So then finally, Hannah's like, I got this. And he's like, no, I got to tell you something. And she's like, I know. You ain't saying nothing. I know. You can only have so many. And the line. You can only have so many sweet 16s. And that's when I realized why they were moving so much. That's when I realized so much other things that were put together. It wasn't about the books being um, open. This hadn't happened in another town. They just needed to leave so people didn't start asking questions about Hannah. So, boom. Um, The gnomes, everything is happening. Like, they finally get it gone. Hannah said, I got this. You being a punk, you acting like you scared to lose out. He got on my nerves. I was like, you really gonna not open this book and doom everybody over a girl? Your whole town is frozen except for the people inside the school and you over here crying about one girl. I get it. I get it. That first love. But, like, you need to finish this. You started it and you need to finish it. So... Hannah said, run me the book. And everything is starting to get sucked into the books like it's Jumanji. And what made me laugh is that I had I looked down and was talking shit about the two many sweet 16s. And I wrote that the gnomes were still laughing as they're getting sucked in, right? And I looked up and the clown was getting sucked in and he had lost his hair. And I started <laughs> laughing. Uh, that bitch was bald. No red hair. I said, oh, shit. Um... So everybody's getting sucked in. Hannah is now Twilight iridescent. Yeah, with Zach- Zacharias holding on to her. Holding on to her. I said, Zacharias, are you about to get sucked in? Because I don't think you can survive in the book because you're real. <laughs> I think you got to stay. Um, and she's like, oh, we never got to share this dance, but they get to share a kiss? Boo! With her iridescent self? I just feel like, why would I want to kiss someone that's fading away? I also just felt like uh, but well, I, it'll come up in my in my um, ranking as to why I felt like all right, whatever. So the principal, you know, whatever. The I guess after this kiss, the book is closed, it's locked, whatever. Now we back to regular. Bi- the principal says, "All right, back to business." And I'm like, "How many days has it been?" My thing is though, who is paying for all of these repairs? How many days has it been? Y'all already putting stuff up. When was this? Over the weekend? Was this on Friday and it's Monday now? Y'all yeah. got big city in Madison, don't you? For it I to just, be a small town, it was just a lot of questions. It um, did. Zach and mom. What? Somehow Zach and mom relationship is repaired. Well, after going through something traumatic like that, yes. So they walk in and it wasn't broken. He just well, needed to it have wasn't, It was strange. It was strained, but after having that circumstance, that supernatural circumstance, they she needed to trust him to be able to get it done and she saw that he could I guess that does make the bond I did write that I was like does she trust him more because I'm just like oh okay it wasn't that he was distrust like untrustworthy but I think she does trust him more and then um Aunt Lorraine and Arl Stein are dating they were adorable I shipped them I did not why is she walking him to school in his first day of class and all that again we are not in a new school year 
This is the middle of the school year. What are you doing on campus, ma'am? He the teacher. What you doing? You work at Wayfield. Get off campus. Stranger danger. She wanted a love and she got her love. So I'm happy for her, I guess. Yay. They were a little weird. Because <laughs> <laughs> he said, I rubbed myself with cilantro. And she was like, yeah, you're my Yeah, you do my and I'm like, mm, okay. she liked it, but she was eccentric and weird, so it made sense that she found someone eccentric and weird, which meant R.L. Stein just always needed to step outside of the fucking door because Aunt Lorraine lived in town when he lived in town. You didn't need anybody to move next door and fuck up your whole life. You just needed to go outside and go grocery shopping, Gal surprise. But I feel like it's a little bit better now because now, well, no, she didn't know. Never mind. I was like, now everybody knows that Hannah ain't real. Nobody knows that except for Champ, Zacharias, and Jack Black. Exactly. And guess who the fuck popped back up? Hannah. Fucking Hannah. I and said, I'm just what like, what's going on him? I'm like, so, and then he burns the book. And I'm just like, so what happens when she stays 16 forever? Exactly. 16 forever. I think that that was cute for the kids, but that was absolutely inappropriate for the adults because we realized. Uh, 13 Reasons Why is going to turn 17 next year. You done burnt the book. Does the book include her growing up and being able to live life? Is she just going to be stuck with, with 13 Reasons? What if she don't like Zacharias? Are like, they, what, what if they break up? up? Like, this is only the first dude she met. Come on. Did you write her a happily ever after, after with Zacharias? Stop controlling her fucking life. I-N-D-E-P. That's your, that's your category. And that's exactly yeah. what it was about. So that's the end of the movie, except for the fact that he's walking down the hallway and the lights flicker and he don't he acts like he doesn't think anything off of it. But he's R.L. Stein with the incredible mind and the pen that can make things hop off the book. I mean, hop off the page. So I'm like, why wouldn't you question that light flickering? And all of a sudden, click, click, tack, tack. It's the fucking invisible boy. So we know there's a part two, the invisible boy's revenge. And I wonder if COVID uh, derailed it. Yeah. So. It probably was the goddamn budget and the fact that they only made 158 or whatever the fuck it was. Y'all spent so much money on this movie. And yeah, you wanted people to be excited for a part two, being that R.L. Stein has a niche audience and has a reputation. But there were there were holes. There were holes. So what what did you have in your ticks for your categories? Racism had five. Uh, boo brick. I'm throwing a brick hat. 16. I N D E P E N D E N T. Can you give this child some, please? Had 12. Is you okay? Had five. This was for white people. Had 11. Funny had 12. LOL no had seven. Okay. Okay. Um, side eye had nine. Ha, the dry funny had 16. Um, Sus had nine. Two. But it should have it should have had more. Girl What had 28. (laughs) (laughs) The ha 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 that was actually funny had 23. Um, the not towards champs comedic delivery had seven. Um, crime count had six. Like they, they did way more crime they, than just sick. They did. Um, and Oh, It's Lit slash It's Scary had 25. 
And the way that I came to that was like, yeah, there were things that didn't, they didn't necessarily startle me. Like I wasn't like, or like my heart wasn't beating fast, but I remember this movie was PG. And for a PG movie, right? For a PG movie, I had to think about how that meant that kids under 13 were able to watch this movie or kids over 13 could watch it without parent guidance, right? Of that age and putting that into the mindset, I thought it was appropriate scary. The things that would have been scary for them are what I documented. And they had 25 good, they would have been startled marks for me. So what was your ranking? It was a 5.5. Because it was too predictable. But then I really wanted Slappy to win. And y'all took that away from me. (laughs) um mine was a 6.25 and it was because of the fact that I thought this was a very appropriate scary movie for the age range like I thought this hit the the reason why it didn't get higher for me is because the writing that was aimed for the adults was horrible the That's jokes weird. that were supposed to land with the adults were whole were horrible I didn't like them I didn't like um yeah, all of the writing that was supposed to be for the adults was bad. This was technically was like a comedy thriller, and I really didn't get the comedy part of this. It was so. funny for the kids. It was not funny for the adults. I would have to take the kids to watch. Yeah. I don't find cop um, brutality, police brutality funny. I don't find um, comparisons to places that are actively going through turmoil funny. These things don't, like, I don't find it funny. So, yeah. Um, let's see. Let me pull it. Sorry. I'm supposed to have this pulled up. I do got it pulled up. Okay. So, um, yes, because our ranking, our average is a 5.875. It's always fun when we give our, our Olympic ranking. (laughs) Um, let me pull it apart. Sorry. I'm here. I'm here. Um, so I can get the IMDB and Rotten Tomato ranking. It's on the page. All right. So, IMDB gave this movie a 6.3 out of 10. And Rotten Tomatoes gave it a I feel like we are absolutely on point with our ranking. I think that the 5.875 is is solid and stands, you know, as it should. And honestly, I kind of like low-key compared this with a Coraline. I've never seen Coraline. It's the same kind of like, oh, you get to be comfortably, because it's also PG, you get to be comfortably scared as a child. And I'm just like, that one. Was I've heard that it's legit scary. Because it is. It fucking is. I love that okay. movie. Okay. I'm for it. We'll have to add it. Oh, shit. I think it was in the first season. It got moved out to second season for scary. Damn. Uh, I don't even know. Mm. I don't know. Well, okay. Well, we stand by it. Ten toes. You know how we feel. 5.875 out of 10 for Goosebumps. Yeah. Uh, this was season two, episode 17. Our episode 18 is Carrie, the movie. Yeah, the old one, original. The years yes, of- Carrie. I'm excited to watch that because I've only seen it once. And I think I saw it on like VH1 or something where it was like, or like TBS where it was edited with like fit to for commercial and TV editing, whatever. I want to see it straight through and see if who I side with, because I feel like I'm going to want Carrie to get some revenge. I 
seen it once as well, and I just no, no. Is it that one or is it the newer one with that girl, the girl from? Because they have I a guess. new one. I think so. It'll be exciting to watch. And yeah, this I'm is excited. Also like, it's also like just people being fucked up. It's not supernatural. I don't think. I think it's people being fucked up and then revenge being sought. Which so I don't that. think you should count as horror because I think it's only horror because of sir. the gore. Exactly, but because of the. Either way, I'm excited. Uh, okay. I'm excited because I want to. This is the first goreish one. I think it's our first bloody bloody gore. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say because, um. Taxi Driver was not even a scary movie. It was just the goriest movie that we've seen. It was like the bloodiest, goriest movie that we've had. So. I had to say, where was the gore in Taxi Driver? Nigga, the whole last oh, scene. Oh, yeah, 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 the last so scene. Funny. I don't know why. You know, I what I do is I be erasing things from my memory if it's unimportant. And know. that goes with people, too. So And that movie got horrible, horribly ranked, so. Um, so yeah, that was the episode, and Imp is going to play us out with Visions of Doom. We'll, we'll see you guys next time. On. Yeah, peace. Bye. Ow, ow. A lot of stuff happens that the news won't tell you. Use politicians invest in body bags, headstones, tombs, root, coin tell stalk you out of bomb ballroom with whole vaccines from foreign lands, variants in the world, boom. King of the dead, siege perilous, courageous, can't take my citadel. Infantry men storming me, hidden offense, guillotine the next, sleep with the dead, and clearly excel. Fuck these old cats.